7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Focus for maximum picture quality and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart. You know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live this August 9th, 2019. Can you believe it? We're already almost to the halfway point of this month. And, of course, joining me, as always, on the program, uh, the one and only Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the Bubble... Hola, the pulse, the pulse of the nation. Eh, I'm, I'm it's more that. like you know, it's on life support right now. <laughs> well, uh, well, it's, it's it's something, you know, it's a yeah, that right? is something. Trump left. Trump left D.C. for the next two weeks. Well, fortunately, he doesn't have time to golf, so he won't be golfing, right? Well, yeah, he's going to golf when he gets to Bedminster tonight. He's <sighs> in tonight. He's in the Hamptons. Oh. Doing really, his fundraiser. Really slumming it, huh? Um, and, but of course... I will tell uh, you this. Hold on. Before we go, because I know we have to go to Joe, I will tell you this. The air is clear. After he left, we had we had one of those rainstorms that flew through and got rid of the humidity. And yeah. I can breathe. It's, it's, quite, it's quite lovely. I kind of love it when he goes on vacation. Excellent. Yes, the air quality here is is relatively decent today. It's it was a beautiful day. It still is a beautiful day, uh, and of course, uh, is it a beautiful day in your neighborhood, uh, Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City? Joe. Uh oh. Yes. Uh oh. <laughs> you need to step I, away. <laughs> yes. Um, Bonasera. It is a beautiful evening. Okay, good, good. Do you yes, need man. to take a call or something? <laughs> no. Okay, I just want to make sure. No. I just heard everything going off at once. Oh, so. it's all bogus calls. Oh, okay, gotcha. So, anyway, well, welcome Happy to the show. Happy Friday! Happy Friday. Uh, welcome to the show, you guys. Uh, and I, uh, well, fir- first, a couple things before we get to any of the news or uh, uh, whatever. Yesterday, Burger King rolled out the impossible burger on their menu uh the the impossible whopper and guess what susan and i had for dinner tonight what mcdonald's no i'm kidding uh <laughs> we, had, we, we got the impossible uh whoppers from burger king and uh they were quite good it did not fool my senses it was not uh one of their char grilled patties it was made and this is a thing too if there's any vegetarians or vegans out there and you're sensitive about cross-contamination um or 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 maybe even kosher uh the the um the impossible burger is cooked on the same char grill that they use for the burgers and chicken and stuff like that just so you know but 
you can request to have it put in um, uh, their little toaster oven thing. The, the, I think they put it on a piece of paper or something, put it in a toaster oven, you know, like a piece of that parchment paper what kind is, of stuff. What is the, is the Impossible Burger one of those plant-based? Yeah, yeah. It's the one that oh. actually has the the strange, like, um, hemoglobin. Um, it, it's, it's not called a hemoglobin. It's a plant-based hemoglobin kind of thing. And so it actually has like a, a juicy red kind of bloody quality to it. Okay. How Timby. was it? Oh, Timby and Doctor are fighting because they didn't get any impossible burger. Uh-oh. Sorry. God damn it, Tim. You're brutal. You're a savage. You're a savage. I saw he was standing on Doctor's stomach when he was laying on his back. <laughs> He's just Doctor's like, Meh! Tim just had his two front feet in his stomach, looking at, staring him down. That's a little evil cat. That's a little evil monkey. Well, I was talking about burgers, and he didn't get any, so he's mad. So, because he is the original Can I Has Cheeseburger cat, Timby is, because he loves cheeseburgers. I mean, I will get him a full bite like of everything on the burger and make him a mini burger and he loves it i haven't done that in years but um but he loves it but anyway yeah the impossible so what burger you, what did you think of it it was good it was good because i really like what they put on whoppers i like the ketchup mayonnaise onion tomato lettuce uh pickle you know i, I like all that cold crisp juicy stuff you know um and um and so so the to me you know the the toppings are spotted sometimes they cut their onions a little too thick and that annoys me but um it was uh, it was quite a tasty burger uh you know because i've had the impossible burger before i was a little bit worried about how it was um how how they would cook it it was a little too overcooked because i where where the the restaurants attached to the business where i work um, I can get them and they know how to cook them there and they cook them a little rare. And you know, so there's still a little pink inside and, um, uh, much better, much better, uh, prepared that way. But I do, you know, it's, it's not as dry as your average, uh, veggie burger. It, it, it has more of a feel like meat. It, it's not like, you know, Oh, it's a bunch of oats and beans, you know, <laughs> Look, you can see the beans and the oats. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, they're really doing their best to try and fake you out. But, uh, you know, I, I that taste, and I don't know if either of you like Burger King, Joe, or, or will you eat Burger King? Is that a place that you don't mind? or? I mean, I have. I mean, it's a place yeah. I have. I haven't eaten there in years and years yeah. and years and years. Uh, so, you know... Um, because I like their, I, mean, I like I, their I, meat I okay. It. I like their meat okay. I think it's good. But you know, with gout, I can't eat red meat. So this is a very good option for me. It's a little more expensive. Yeah. Uh, it's like five. The thing is, it's cooked on the same grill as meat, and that would destroy it for any vegetarian. Well, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. I I, I mentioned that, and and you can request to have it uh, cooked in one of their little ovens. They have little mm -hmm. ovens, like you know, toaster ovens with those little trays that slide in and out. You yeah. know, and they'll put it on a little piece of like paper, parchment paper, whatever. So, not parchment yeah. paper. Um, I must say, if I had, a, if if I have a choice between uh, fast food places, Burger King would take it over, say McDonald's. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, their meat tastes more like meat, I think, there, you know. But there's still a, a, a good amount of fakiness to it, you know. But it was it was pretty good. I, I, I recommend uh, people go give it a shot. See what you think. You know, just, you know, uh, just, you know, get it. Just think you're eating a Whopper and, and see, you know, test yourself and see if you think you're being fooled. For the sandwich, I believe it's five twenty nine just alone. So it's a little pricier because I think a Whopper is probably like a dollar cheaper or something like that. But um, or maybe a couple bucks cheaper. I don't know. It's got to be at least four bucks for a Whopper, I would say. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so, but it was good. It was good. A little overcooked, like I said, uh, but I'm not going to be too picky on how a fast food place cooks a burger because, <laughs> you know, it's, it's freaking, yeah, it's, it's what it is. Yeah. So if I, you know, this is a very good option for me. I don't care if it's cooked on the same grill. We didn't request it to be cooked any other way. Uh, but you can, you can ask for that. I read an article about it the other day because, <clears throat> there was, and also, if you're a vegan, you're not going to want to get the mayo on it, and you're not going to want to add cheese. So, uh, but yeah, so, but yeah, Susan and I both liked it. it. It was pretty tasty. And oh my God, their fries were hot tonight. What? <laughs> What's going on? I got an Impossible Burger and hot fries. You really love me. Usually, their their fries taste like something that fell out of a mummy's asshole. So, yeah. <laughs> that's okay. true. you know, it's true that I used to go to Burger King for the burger, but I used to swing around to McDonald's for the yeah. fries. Yeah, oh, McDonald's fries are the best. Oh yeah, so, and they're not vegan friends. The the but the French fries at, at Burger King amazingly are vegan. What? Just so you know. Uh, yeah, mm, but they're probably wow. still deep fried in the same thing that um that chicken is. The chicken is yeah. So, but. McDonald's adds beef flavoring to their fries. That's why they're so goddamn you know, good. Here's the thing: once once all of these companies moved over to um, the uh, uns was it non saturated fat? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I gotta tell you, McDonald's did it the right way because McDonald's I used they they used to be my favorite of mm -hmm. all the French fries. Yeah. And then when everything changed, I was like, mm, I don't know. But McDonald's did it right. Yeah, they're still good. Do 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 do. Uh. <laughs> but I, I think I'm gonna try that. It's it's really funny that you brought up the 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 whatever the the veggie burger. I mean, it's not impossible a burger. burger. It's the impossible burger. It's a soy burger. It's it. a, it's soy. Yeah, well, it's plant based, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I actually saw it at our local giant. I saw some of it, and it was. So, I looked at it, and I was like, nope. Not ready to do that. And I literally said to Bob later that day, I was like, I would like somebody to surprise me with one because I don't want to buy yeah. it. I don't want to order it. I want somebody to cook it and be like, what do you think? And then yeah. tell me afterwards. And I think they, they even bleed a little <clears throat> bit because of the uh, beet juice they put in it. It, yeah. Well, it kind of, kind of. It's it's a it's a plant based hemoglobin that's from the root, the soy roots. But it's somehow, I think, somehow beets are involved. To like, there's some kind of hybridization going on. I don't know. It's so fucking GMO. It's not even funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, <I> know. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So, but anyway, I I would say yeah, give it a shot, everybody. Um, uh, treat yourself. Um, treat yourself. Yeah, go and, ahead. 
Heather, Heather makes a good point, though. Like, if you get one with cheese, it doesn't count as a vegan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know, just like. Well, she said no cheese for vegans. Can't be one then. <laughs> so, and, uh, you could be a vegetarian. Yeah. Yeah, vegans, Susan. True vegans don't do dairy. Susan just dairy. got some nut cheese the other day. Um, some shredded oh. cheese made from some kind of nut milk, and I know that all sounds disgusting and dirty, kind of. Um, Not if it tastes no. good. Well, no, no I, I'm just saying nut cheese. Almond milk. Kind of evokes Fomunda cheese, you know. You know. So <laughs> when when Bob when Bob gets on the show, ask him about how vegan his brother is. Oh, okay. Like he he makes vegans Don Don makes vegans look liberal. You know, I was uh, I was uh, uh, talking to Susan. We were watching a, a vegan review right before the show, just to see what other people thought of it, and she gave it a very positive review, and she was like. And she said, well, I know one thing that, you know, a lot of vegans complain about. And I just looked at Susan and was like, no, vegans complain about stuff? <laughs> what? That's crazy. I never, not my vegans. <laughs> they're always, they're so agreeable all the time. <laughs> never militant. Um, yeah. 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 So let's talk about let's talk about Don. When <laughs> yeah. You see, Cat understands where I'm going with that. Nut cheese sounds like the byproduct yeah. of poor hygiene. So Cat yes. so, so <laughs> smelled what I was stepping in. <laughs> it was some nut. You gotta cheese. give her the uh, the the supreme uh, 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 dunk. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. That yeah, was the, a good one. The uh, yeah. There you go. Oh no, not that one. This one. Oh, not that one. I was just moving too quick. Um, wow. my way way down and then way up. Yeah, yeah, way down, bring it way down, way up. So I'm like, you know, Trump before Adderall and after Adderall. Yeah, it's snot running down his nose today. That oh. was, was it down snot? his lip. Does that mean that snot was running all over his face? Because he looked like a hot. Fr I got. He pictures. looked like a candle melting in the sun. Yeah, I got pictures of it. Oh, that look, was, that if was it's, nut cheese. Yeah, it was nut cheese. Oh, see no. Um, but anyway, uh, wasn't that hot here in DC? I mean, it was hot. No, but, oh, it wasn't he did, at all. He did not look well. Oh my God. I got pictures of it. I'll, I'll, I'll share some in oof, a minute. Oof, so oof. I was like, oh, okay, there's my show art. So <laughs> uh. <laughs> took, some, took some screen captures. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, it, it really looks, these are untouched too, folks, but, um, uh, well, as, as anything, Trump, nobody yeah. should. Nobody tr touches him. No, he touches other Maybe people. Maybe sometimes without Melania, permission. But... Yeah. Um, all right. So let me save this TR two. Okay. So oh, I'm sorry. I meant I spelled his name wrong. I spelled it T R U M P. It should be T T U M P. Tatump. He fucking misspelled his name the other day. Did you hear about that? No. No. Yeah, he spelled. Did he go do a, a Google church? You know, you know how you do that. Um, go well, do did a. Did he do it in one of his tweets? Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. do a Google search. You're going surfing on the internet. Go do a search for uh, hashtag Tatump. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, yeah. So uh, show art in this case, known as Shart, says President. Yes, that's right, Shart. <laughs> So there's the first one, and then I got a bigger one of uh, Snotty Don. 
Uh, so <laughs> I was like, wait, that's... he just looks like he looks like an awful Halloween oh. candle. Oh, look he at looks this! Looks like that Halloween candle that you buy from oh, yeah, like, yeah. those Halloween places sure, like, the... after Halloween. Oh yeah, 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 exactly. So anyway, but yeah, look, go look for hashtag Tatump. Um, because he fucking misspelled his name the other day. Oh my god, look at that! But uh, he looks the like, other like a pumpkin after like a month after Halloween. Yeah. The other no. the the other story, uh, not story, but the other thing I wanted to talk about tangentially uh, before the show because I was making Susan laugh talking about this before we started because um, uh, the other day I was watching some videos on Mister Rogers and this one video popped up and it must have popped up for her too but it was Mister Rogers appears on Sesame Street and it was one of the Mister Snuffleupagus things with Big Bird. And if anybody remembers Mr. Snuffleupagus on Sesame Street, is that only Big Bird could see him, and everybody else thought he was a crazy fucking liar. And that thing caused me so much stress as a child. Because huh. I'm like, he's not lying. I saw Snuffleupagus. He was right there, and that hairy motherfucker better get his ass back over there to Maria or Gordon or somebody and show that <laughs> Big Bird is not a liar, and he's not crazy. Yeah. And you didn't yeah. say you didn't say motherfucker back then, did you? No, I probably oh, okay. I might have said it I, once, but I I, I probably I did, tell uh, magically I, I, I probably have to tell your father. Well, that's no, the thing. I did. I did because that's what my father said. But I think, no, I know exactly what jo Ken is talking but, about. I but no, thought that was weird. It was like, wait a second, what? I, I think I said I mean, that once, Joe, and then I ended up uh, somehow magically within a nanosecond all the way across the house. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, you were like a transporter. I was actually, yeah, actually, and it was next week when I got there, too. So, <laughs> oh, but, like a TARDIS. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, yeah, but because that was that it was, was so really stressful. Weird. Like, I understood the idea that we're all supposed to, you know, it's okay for us to have invisible friends. That was the message at the time. Not for me. Not but for me. It didn't feel good. It didn't feel good at all watching it. It was like I like Snuffleupagus. How come nobody else can see him? Because Snuffle, Snuffle. I can see him. And my friends can see him. Everybody else can see him. So are we suffering from a mass delusion here, folks? Yeah. Mm. How long was Snuffleupagus invisible? Uh, I don't know. I think they. they years, I, think. I think in the eighties they were like okay. Enough is bullshit. We're running out of ideas. So I think he just shows up with everybody else now. Oh, but that's the thing. Here's the other little thing about Mr. Snuffleupagus. Is that they would do marketing for toys or commercials or print ads and things like that. Where Snuffleupagus would be shown with other cast members and other puppets. Yeah, this is where so, Sesame Street really messed up with that. So that's some mm. bullshit there. And then, of course, the Mr. Rogers one was like, you know, he was like the nicest person ever in the existence of humankind. And fortunately, you know, he stuck up for Big Bird in that thing that Susan just watched. And it's like, oh. well, somebody has to because everybody else on that goddamn street's calling him a liar. Yeah. Somebody has to stick up for that poor fucking dumb bird. Um,. 
And, uh, but yeah, so <laughs> Susan's laughing wow. in the background. I hear Susan laughing. <laughs> uh, she's just find, finds this endlessly amusing. Um, but it's bullshit. seriously need some intervention. Uh, well, you know what? You know what? <laughs> that street needs a little intervention. And they need to no, say, really. look, I'm look, you, stand here for five more seconds. And it'll be here, you lazy jerk. You I selfish think that was prick. One of the biggest screw ups that Sesame Street has ever done is making you know an invisible character that all the kids could see and Big Bird could see and nobody on the street could see and that I, I honestly I know you don't want to turn it into a thing but I didn't think about it at the time but when they finally said we're going to make sure everybody knows about Snuffleupagus and here's why it was like well yeah because you know what Jeffrey Epstein has victims and nobody believed them I hadn't that. even I made that. I know it that. took a dark turn, but uh, it no, it's it just made a, a turn off the road and went right into the field. I'm yeah, not we... kidding. I'm not wow. kidding though. Think about that. This is this is why they finally got their shit together because there were kids who were saying I'm being abused and people don't believe me. I, you know, that's actually not not a bad theory. Uh, somebody behind the scenes might have said, you know what, maybe this isn't such a good idea. You know, let's let's let children, you know, figure out a way to let kids use their imagination instead of you know uh, you know saying oh that's so funny you're making up people and incidents and things like that i'm that's pretty sure adorable. that i'm on point about this you can look into it we don't need to make hmm. it a whole thing about the show but this is why they said snuffleupagus needs to come out of the oh box. you actually you actually read something about this yes it was a long long time ago Oh, okay. And it, it it didn't dawn on me like this is why they were like, yeah, this really wasn't because I saw Snuffleupagus. I liked the character, mm -hmm. and I do remember feeling like everybody should know him. But how yeah. come nobody knows about him? Yeah, I don't but, know. Yeah, but you can you can look into it. Francie uh, says her mind is blown. So oh, sorry, Francie. Oh wait, President says the disturbing reason why Sesame Street producers finally revealed Mr. Snuffleupagus's identity. Is so that wrong. It, um, no, I, I, it's looking like, um, uh, let me see for, for, for uh, more than 14 years, Big Bird was the only person wow. who could see him. Um, and then yeah, sex abuse cases, Snuffy, Snuffy's reveal came about because of some high profile sex abuse cases, uh, 1985 in an inter interview with Canadian, uh, on a Canadian telethon, Snuffy's performer, Martin P. Robinson revealed that Snuffy was finally introduced to the main human cast due to a string of high profile, sometimes graphic mm -hmm. stories of pedophilia and sexual abuse of children that had been aired on such shows as 60 minutes in 2020 in the early 1980s. The writers felt that by having the adults refuse to believe big bird, despite the fact he was telling the truth, they were scaring children into thinking that their parents would not believe them if they had been sexually abused and that they would just be better off remaining silent. See, even as a child, my anxiety was right <laughs> and just. And thank you. Thank you, President, because I do remember something. I, 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 thank you for finding that article. Yeah, this because is from... Because I do remember hearing about that. Field Guide. They found out it was it was hurting kids. Field and Guide. The street never wanted to hurt children yeah yeah you this, know, aside from the fact it's, that it, it, yeah. was always a nasty bully it, he smelled bad from what i understand this is from yeah. october 13th 2010 um from field guide by brent lambert so thank you um very cool so uh none of that's funny susan that was all very serious <laughs> so i think she's watching something else now um she probably is. Don't, just 
But anyway, anyway, yeah, that's good. That's good. So again, I was right as a small, tiny child. My frustration, that intuition I had. It's almost like I was... Uh, Prescient. Didn't know that word back then either. So... And since then, I mean, I gotta. I don't watch Sesame Street anymore. But since then, they've they've made all of the puppets so much more inclusive. Like they have a little, they have a little, little puppet now that's on the autism spectrum. Oh, nice! They drove me away with Elmo. Well, Elmo, Elmo. Yeah. God damn it, Elmo. Oh, and all that marketing for the fucking tickle me Elmo shit. Ugh. Oh, Which boy. they should have stopped after they had to out Snuffleupagus and the child sex cases. Yeah. The tickle me thing. Anyway. Didn't the actor who played Elmo, didn't he, wasn't he some kind of shit heel? Didn't yeah. he do something horrible? I don't think so. It was either him or Grover. I see, was I was Elmo. right. Up, it, was it, it wasn't Grover. It was, no. I, see, okay. Oh, man. See, now I was right about that, too. <laughs> okay. Elmo actor. Yeah, Kevin Clash. Oh, it says he had been cleared of three charges of sexual abuse. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what I loved about Sesame Street was, and and Ken, you and I, we were we were youngins when we were watching it, right? Is that yeah. Sesame Street for me was really the first show that I. Literally got to see where there were people that looked different than me. Honest to goodness, yeah. I mean, I, I oh, can't absolutely. remember all the names. I can see all the faces. But John, they, John. They were, they were all different colored people. Well, there was a little kid, John, John, that Elmo used to talk to, and I was like, I want to be John, John's friend. And he was a little African American boy. See, yeah, and it was just it it it, it, it changed my worldview, and I didn't even know it at the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm oh, glad absolutely. that they brought Snuffle, Snuffle out of the closet. So frustrating. But yeah, you know, the you know, Gordon and Maria and um Oh, uh, I'm trying to remember the human cast members' names. Um I can't remember them. I see their faces, I can't remember their names. And then there was the the young guy who was on there and he left pretty early, I forget. Um David. David is only on there for a while. He wasn't uh, the younger African American guy. Um, he, I, I read, I actually watched an interesting documentary about David from Sesame Street. See, this is fascinating to go back and watch. There's a bunch of stuff, and I'm looking forward actually to the Mister Rogers movie um, that uh, Tom Hanks is. I don't think Tom Hanks was the right choice for Mister Rogers, but we'll see. Uh, it would have been nice for them to go with kind of an unknown actor for that, because I think there's a lot of really good actors who would fit the part a little bit better than Hanks, you know. So, but eh, maybe they wouldn't have been able to get it made without a big star name attached to it. Mr. Hooper, yeah. Oh my God, the death of Mr. Hooper. How horrible is that? That was like the first kids show that addressed uh, death. Uh, that them and them and Mr. Rogers did. So. But uh, anyway, them, they, they, and Mister Rogers. Uh, so anyway, all right, and I'm you know, and I'm sorry that this uh, segment's been brought to you by the letter F because I swore quite a bit. Sorry, Big Bird. <laughs> sorry, Mister Rogers. Uh, <laughs> but seriously, 
Thank you, and thank you for educating me tonight. I didn't know that about why they why they brought him out. It makes complete sense now, you know. So, um, Francie's like great episodes when Mister Hooper died. Yeah, they were great, Francie. <laughs> just great. <laughs> so I know what you mean. I'm just teasing you. Um, but anyway, let's go ahead and go to the break, and when we come back, we'll get into. Uh, oh, we got some uh, some interviews outside of Operation Dumbo Drop. The um, what am I, What was I calling them? The the something copter interviews. Oh, uh, not the smellicopter. What was it? What was I calling the helicopter? I don't remember. So uh, anyway, maybe it'll come to me uh, in a vision over the break. But uh, let's go ahead and listen to uh, we'll listen to Truth Destroyed uh, by Hairwolf on this break. And uh, yeah, when we come back, uh, yes, I'll play some awful audio of Donald John uh, Snot Face Trump. Oh, I did that totally wrong. What is wrong with me? Here we go. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Occasionally I get a jerk like you here, so thank you. KennyPick.com.
I could kiss you in the mouth. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are From the Bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the Bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they killed Kenny, you bastard! I've had worse. It's showtime. The heliprompter, that's what I call it. <laughs> uh, anyway, welcome back to the program. Uh, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hey. The the heliprompter, the shark shuttle. Uh, um, I yeah. like heliprompter. That's, Hel- that's the best. Well, no, the shark shuttle's Air, 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 Air Force One, or Air Force oh, okay. One. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> and of course, uh, rain from full freedom for freedoms blog, Washington, DC. Welcome back to the program. I am a fan of the heliprompter. Yeah. The heliprompter. That's what I call it. I couldn't remember what I called it, but yeah, the, the, you know, I guess we'll call this tales from the heliprompter. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, Trump, uh, okay. First of all. I want to talk about his little. No, no, we're going to say that we're going to talk about his little shenanigans uh, in uh, Dayton and El Paso. Um, we'll talk about that when Bobber gets on. But right now, I want to t- I want to play the the heliprompter um, clips because. Uh, oh my God! Oh man, I forgot about that one. I got some other audio uh, that I got on Wednesday, but uh, yeah, this is from today. Um, and what is Trump's answer to, to gun violence? 
Well, he, he has nothing but praise. He just had an, a love fest about the NRA. Let's play that stuff first. Here's part one. I hate him so much. I have a great relationship with the NRA. They supported me very early, and that's been a great decision they made. We have Justice Kavanaugh. Oh, my God. We have Justice Gorsuch, and they feel very strongly yes. about the Second Amendment. Uh, the NRA's made a great decision in supporting me, and nobody else would have won aside from everything else. I have a very good relationship. I I'll change it. I have a great relationship with the NRA. I have a lot of respect for the people at the NRA, and I have already spoken to them on numerous occasions. Numerous occasions. Oh. Shut up! Seriously. Seriously. Ken and Joe, can, can, is, is it just me, or can... If he's going to do his own freaking press briefings, which he's been doing for the past few months, can we just turn the helicopter off? Or on. Higher. No, he, he. the reason why he's doing that is because it's off-putting. It's easy for him to not take questions he doesn't want to take, you know, or, or insult people. You know, yeah. you got to talk louder. You got to talk differently, you foreign journalist, you know. It's so annoying. Yeah, it really is. But the love fest for the NRA didn't end there. Didn't, didn't, uh, now, now. What what was that liberal organization that laundered a bunch of money with uh, with Russia? What was that? Oh, I'm sorry, it wasn't a liberal organization at all. <laughs> oh, that was the NRA. Um, and uh, the National Russia Association. But yeah, this is what yeah, he said. Yeah, this, close. this is what it, this is what he said. I really believe that the NRA, I've spoken to them numerous times, they're really good people. They're great patriots. They love our country. They love our country so much. Do they? Do they really? Is that why they're under investigation from the federal government for money laundering? Deep breaths. Is that is that why is that why uh, Oliver North got kicked out because Wayne Lapierre decided to slander him and now Wayne Lapierre is under investigation for money laundering? Mm. They're patriots. Is that why, like, after twenty eight children got killed at Hans Sandy Hook. Oh Jesus! And they, that they they stonewalled any kind of legislation. Oh, you know, maybe since that was in front of the helicopter, maybe he said they love our country. Ah, there See, you go. that's right. what it is. You could yeah. be right. They love our gun tree. It's a tree full of guns, and you use a peeler on it to get the guns off. <laughs> Sorry. Shouldn't make jokes about this. But no. Tree peelers the from B-Best, LLC. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have my... Um, yeah, I, I... Oh, my God. Seriously, they're, they're the best. They're the best. B-Best has three peelers. <laughs> Jesus. Get your guns. Um, I heard she got swept up. I heard she got swept up in that uh, ice raid. Oh. Well, when you well, say ice something. raid, you mean she's an ice queen, correct? Or whatever. And that what she touched is ice, and she slipped and fell. Elsa Trump. <laughs> All, right. All right. Let it go. Let it go. Um, <laughs> 
Well played. Oh, that joke is so old and stupid. No, it's not. It worked. Um, it worked. It did. It did. All right. So, um, but this was the one where where he decided to. Uh, and I did a redux of this because here is Trump's one and only solution to gun violence. And will you be surprised to know that it is a hollow talking point? I don't think what? anybody's surprised to learn it's a hollow talking oh, point. What? But that's exactly what it fucking is. It's an empty platitude, hollow talking point. Nothing is going to get done. Everybody is going to... And when I say everybody, I mean everybody in Washington, D.C., even some Democrats, are just going to forget all about it until the next massacre. The media is going to forget about it. The Republicans are definitely, they're already like trying to do, you know, mind mm -hmm. wipes right now on themselves uh, so they can fucking sleep at night. Just just mm -hmm. rub a few, you know, the uh, you know a few thousand hundred dollar bills all over your face and go to sleep, McConnell. How about that? You know, fucking Moscow Mitch. Um, oh, and by the way, this has yeah, been, uh, this, is, this has been happening a lot lately. I love that. Uh, yeah, he's been getting uh, 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 people have been going to his rallies, and uh, uh, you know, like his first first rally of the recess or whatever it was, uh, he just got fucking bombarded by Kentucky Democrats chanting M Moscow, Mitch, and he doesn't like it. Oh, it's not very nice. I don't, I don't, I don't like it. It's too much. It's too much. <laughs> it's just, it's impolite. Um, but this is, this is what Trump, this is Trump's solution for, for gun violence. And it makes me so angry because he's such an insensitive, ugly prick when it comes to mental illness. And I want to have a discussion about this after we hear the clip. This is a redux. I just basically cut out every time he mentioned background checks. Frankly, uh, we need intelligent background checks. Okay. We don't want insane people mentally ill people bad people dangerous people we don't want guns in the hands of the wrong people on the on the background checks on background checks uh we have tremendous support for really common sense sensible important background checks i think we can have some really meaningful background checks we don't want people that are mentally ill people that are are sick we don't want them having guns, but we have to have meaningful background checks, you know, and I think this, I think a lot of really meaningful things on background checks will take place, including red flags, including a lot of other oh, red very, flags. Very important items. We need meaningful background checks so that sick people don't get guns. I think, I think we can do meaningful, very meaningful background checks. I want to see it happen. Oh, very meaningful uh, background yeah. checks. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Boy, oh boy. You know, uh, could I say something? Yeah. About mental illness, which unfortunately ravaged my family uh, for generations. Okay. We've had... Uh, suicides, alcoholism, much mental illness, depression, okay? Blaming mental illness on something that's caused by guns. 
there's enough stigma with mental illness to begin with. Mm-hmm. Well, and he and just said crazy people, bad people, sick people, dangerous people, mentally ill people. Most of those people are the targets of violence, not yeah. the Thank perpetrators. You. Thank you. Okay? And I know this from personal experience. Okay? And I have to give David Harbour, you know, from Stranger Things. Yeah. Uh, really said... Uh, he is bipolar, has been bipolar since he was 25. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he has been on medication, but he responded to this, okay? He responded to this uh, by saying that he's a card-carrying member and that it's enough that the social that that this social stigma is on anyone who even seeks who's either mentally ill or, or seeks treatment for mental illness okay and then this asshole has to go out and make it seem as if the mentally ill are all the people doing all the mass murders yeah well yeah. you know let, let, let's, let's there's a whole article in USA today that I'll I'll put in the chat mm -hmm. that David Harper really brought him to task for it it struck a chord with me because i've had two uncles to commit who committed suicide okay I, I i've seen depression in my family i've seen alcoholism in my family and because someone has a disease okay doesn't make them dangerous yeah well here's uh, you know i'm sorry you went through that joe but i and i also agree with you yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm I'm sorry as well. And yeah, that this is I'm I'm in a hundred percent agreement with you and David Harbor. The thing is, the top three, well, the the top five five most common mental illnesses in this country. The first one, depression, impacting about thirty. Th I'm sorry, three hundred million people. Um, all right. Wait, three hundred million. Yeah, I think this is uh, I should I should have done for the United States because uh, we have almost three hundred million people in this country. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, that was. Uh, oh no, wait, yeah, three hundred. Yeah, I no no no. It's, sure it's, that I, I I did one for um, the United States, um, and um, yeah. How many people do we have in the country? Are you sure? I'm, I'm sorry to challenge you on this, but this no, this it's one fine. I, um, I don't know. Google the population. Um, anxiety and depression are, are, are the most most common. Uh, Forty million American adults. So okay, but yeah, I'm no, I'm I'm sorry. I, I just did a, a search without putting United States in, so uh, I should have. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but yeah, so so forty million uh, Americans, you know. Uh, ages 18 and older, right? 18.1% of the population. Okay. Do we take, make, make sure that nobody who's ever suffered from depression has a, a handgun? So I'm fairly certain that 18.1% of the population that suffer from anxiety or, or, uh, um, Oh yeah, anxiety or depression. Do we go ahead and um, I don't know. Do do we just like take their guns 
what do you do? Do you know how do you how do you screen all the people who already have guns? Who are police officers, veterans? You know, I'm I'm fairly certain there's probably a high uh, instances of of depression among you know the military and you know I mean PTSD is is a uh, uh, you know that's a stress disorder, post traumatic stress disorder. Uh, do we take you know? So are these sick and dangerous people? Who's sick no, and dangerous? This is the thing. This is the thing. People with depression are not necessarily sick and dangerous. Not all depression is the same depression. Exactly. So who's the arbiter of mental health in this? It's an impossible task. Mm-hmm. Right. It's mm-hmm. an impossible right. task. Who who exactly. puts who grades people on this? How difficult is that? Versus just limiting what weapons are available in the country. That's right. You and, know, and, high and, capacity and magazines. There are many people who are depressed, who are clinically depressed, okay, who can handle owning a gun. Okay. Uh, it doesn't, it's not mutually exclusive, especially mm-hmm. if it's managed. Um, Again, managed is really important, Joe. Though, hold on a second. Managed is really important, and recognized and treated is really important because there was a Harvard study about five, six years ago that it was it was an amazing study that said people who are depressed, who have guns, are more likely to commit suicide. Now I know now we're bringing in suicide, which is a whole nother issue. Yeah, but. People, people who are, uh, have untreated or unmanaged depression and have a gun in the house are more likely to be like, fuck it, I'm done. Now, th- and the reason why I brought this up is, is when we're talking about mental health, and I, I think it's important that we talk about mental health, uh, when we can go back to what, what that orange shit given said on the White House lawn today. He doesn't necessarily realize that he's the reporters are asking him and and the the entire country right now is asking him what do we do about mass murder what do we do about mass murder be, by gun and he is blaming it on the mentally ill and yeah. so there's a whole conflation of issues going on cool. i hope that makes sense well yes. it's the mentally but ill I, who are playing video games and watching yeah. hollywood movies racist you know, hollywood men- movies let, let me yeah. i just let me let me just it's it's okay not to beat a dead horse but i'll beat it anyway uh david harbour again let me read his tweet the mentally ill this is arbitrary societally agreed upon cattle brand to differentiate us from them re pain are overwhelmingly subject to violence not perpetrators mm-hmm. i'm a card-carrying member of those i've met in asylums because he was put in an asylum by his parents, by the way, are some of the kindest lost people I've known. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More often, it is the societally sanctioned sane that are violent. Yes. Being lost and confused and cracking up amidst the overwhelming hypocrisy and apathy of a society whose very earth crumbles and decays by their own indifference seems to me to be very considered response to daily life. I tire of this archaic branding of a subject of species altogether who does not suffer, but certainly in times of cultural strife to focus rage, hatred, and deep uncertainty on a weak, already ashamed, 
an outcast group seems at best cowardly and at worst calculated evil. Well, I will say amen to that. Amen. I mean, I agree. He, he goes on to say it is an ism like others, sanism, sanism, mm-hmm. and most days I deal with it a certain duck back like grace. But when you brand us as the cause of society ills, I bristle and I think of where the sane have gotten us and where the sane continue to lead us well and, and here's here's something why why you know you know we need to take a we can't let mentally ill people have have guns okay well let, let's take let's just flip this and say let's talk about the physically ill okay when you if and this is ridiculous to say the physically ill right because yeah, we well, never because what is what is that? Is a physical illness. I, I understand it's that. I, I understand that. I'm saying, what if we flip, th- you know, illnesses that are not brain related, and we just lump all those into physical illness, the physically mm-hmm. ill. Okay, so that's saying that my gout is as bad as leukemia, mm-hmm. right? So you yeah, know, that's a good point. I, I mean, you know how how do you? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, I've I've tried to become more sensitive to this, and I try not to say crazy unless it's about a thing. You know, uh, you know, uh, I, and and you know, maybe that word just needs to go away too. Um, but you know that it's it, we've been so desensitized that like, oh, that's nuts, that's crazy. Um, you know, and and you know, and those are all derogatory terms for a, a huge portion of society who. You know, I mean, are you saying that a complete sociopath is the same as somebody who suffers from clinical depression or anxiety? Much like my gout is exactly like blood cancer. I would, if I could, if I could just jump in quickly. Yeah. I would posit this because I, I think a lot of us agree that mental illness is is. I, I almost think that we're getting kind of a little bit off off point um, because what we're doing is we're talking about should mental mentally ill people have guns, which is what Donald Trump is arguing, and we're falling into his into into his framing of it, right? Mm-hmm. To me, I think we are, um, and I, I, I and I'm not trying to say we shouldn't discuss this because I do think it's important to point out the hypocrisy of that argument. However. I would like to turn it around and take a look at the people. If we're going to talk about mass shootings in America, and and I've been calling them mass murderers, mass yeah. murders, because this is just this is this is really bad. It's mass murder, and time and time again, the people who perpetuate this argument, even if they do have mental health issues, and some of them do, I'm not going to deny that. I think that it would be. Some of them have had mental health issues. I don't sure. even know if I want to call it illness. But time and time again, the majority of them are white men with misogyny issues mm-hmm. or with racist issues. Yes. And, 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 and to me, this is, this, is, this, is, this is where I don't want to fall into the way Donald Trump and the right wing is trying to frame it. They're trying Absolutely. to frame it with mental I don't... Health. Yeah. And and the and the video games and all this stuff and they're trying to ignore the fact that these are, by and large, young men yeah. who have issues 
with women and minorities. That's why and they're the, young men. Yeah, and the only reason I brought up this is to say, okay, what needs to happen now is you need to ask Donald Trump what mental illness makes men misogynistic and racist. Yeah. What what why is it that all of these people where where do they fall in the spectrum of mental illnesses that they hate women and hate minorities? And to bring this thing all the way full circle, here's the key question. Whether it's someone with a mental illness, whether it's something with a misogyny problem, whether it's somebody who hates minorities, what do they pick up when they decide to kill 28 or 30 people in 30 seconds? The gun. A gun. And that's the problem that nobody, I mean, why do they pick the gun? It, well, and going, you know, that, that Harvard, that Harvard, um, you know, study from a few years ago talked about people with suicidal tendencies. Yes. They were the ones that tended to commit suicide by right. gun more often than other people because well, they had a gun in yeah. the house. And, 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 and the and, gun is like the impulse thing. And, and that's the thing. That's that's the thing that, that he is excluding from everything he says. You could blame yes. video games. You could blame mental illness. You could blame misogyny. You could blame, blame uh, right. xenophobia. You could blame anything you want. All I'm saying is that the weapon of choice is a gun. A gun. That's so, the, yeah, you, we got to go to the break. We, I, I appreciate that. But, yeah, and, you know, that, that crazy bastard with the loaded gun in the... Uh, where, where was that guy going, Rain? The guy with the loaded gun and the knife in the Trump uh, truck today? I don't know. I don't know where he was going. Anyway, well, he got stopped, and in you know they found a yeah. you know he was driving. I think he was driving towards uh, some kind of like a, a detention center for immigrants. I think. Oh, that's right. He was going yeah. to yeah a place. Yeah, he was going to yeah. a detention center. And in they El Paso. stopped him. They stopped him, and you know the story broke. And then somebody put on um, uh, you know put on Twitter a snarky little response. Well, how many video games did they recover from the scene? Yeah, I got that right. confused you know. because I also heard there was another dude who drove yeah. was driving to a, no, to a Brooklyn right. a Brooklyn homeless gotcha. shelter. Well, on that note, we got to go to the break. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, fuck you, Trump. It's not a mental health problem. Fuck you. And I was, we were, I was scanning through the radio. We just have FM radio in the car, and I was going through the channels the other day. And there's a station now on FM that plays Fox News talk shows. And I, Ugh. and I was going through, and I heard this is a mental health issue. And I was like, oh my god! And I just kept going. I just kept scanning until I found ELO or something. So, yeah, it's, it's you know, we have mental health issues in this country. Yeah, but this isn't one. But this is a gun this, problem. This gun, mass murder, mass murder is not a mental health issue. No. no. Uh, and, and there's, in, in you know, limiting guns is a whole hell of a lot easier than cataloging and a whole hell of a lot more invasive than cataloging the mental illness of millions of Americans. It's fucking and, crazy. And, and, and That's crazy. If it crazy. is a mental health issue, then why aren't we funding mental yeah. health? Because Republicans solutions. don't care. All right, we got to go to the break. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Friends, here's some exciting news. Everybody, I know you can believe in yourself. If you believe in yourself, you will know how to... Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Thanks up, everybody, for walking more. Light out, everybody. 
Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. (laughs) And now... On with the show. I wish that that liberals would make an effort to understand our position like we try to understand theirs. Focus for maximum picture quality and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Hello, excuse me, thank you, Um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going. Keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome back to uh, Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, the weekend edition, broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly Worldwide on this August 9th, 2019. Clinster says, so, in lighter news, my wife picked a bunch of sage from our garden to dry it and just lit it to see if she can make a smudge stick. It smells like the inside of Snoop Dogg's van in here right now. Are you sure that's sage? So, <laughs> uh, that's funny. So, uh, but anyway, welcome to the program. Of course, Joe Santorso, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the electric city where, uh, you know, uh, they burn sage uh, into the wee hours uh, out there because, you know, what they say about uh, Scranton, of course. Ain't no party like a Scranton party, because a Scranton party don't stop. <laughs> there you go. Hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was my wife's fault. No, that's okay. Oh, you're blaming your wife? That's not cool, man. Well, yeah, it's, it's, you know, yeah. She took full responsibility for distracting me. No, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I thought you were oh. her for the sage. N- no, although well, I, I know what Clinster's talking about because well, we've baked, <laughs> <laughs> and um, shall I just say our house smells like a skunk crawled up your ass and died there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> for about well, a month. There you go. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, yeah. I, now I don't feel like I was going to play this about your wife distracting you. Uh, what a fun, sexy time for you. But I'll just, yeah, you know, but now I, now I can't. We were, having, so. <laughs> we were having a fun, sexy time, and you interrupted it with yeah. your, with your oh, no. damn, damn <laughs> talk show. No, I'm only uh, kidding. kidding. <laughs> and uh, kidding. did you find your, did you find your thrill? <laughs> I found my thrill. Uh, yeah, well, and, you know, there ain't uh, no quickie like a Scranton quickie. No. Quickie just it does stops. stop. It just <laughs> stops right there. So, and uh, what a turn. 
Uh, and, of course, uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. I've heard what you guys get up to on breaks down there, the Beltway <laughs> Bureau. Yeah. yeah, it's usually yelling the dog, shut up! <laughs> shut up! <laughs> shut up! Maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe some other things, you know. Maybe you never know, and he not will. Quite as, not quite as sexy as Scranton, I can let, tell you that. Let's see <laughs> if he'll deny or confirm any of the rumors swirling around. It's Der Braumeister. It's Bobber from Four Freedoms Blog. Everybody, hello, Bob. Is it true? Hey, happy Friday! I, I'm I'm just here twisting up a nice uh, sage. Uh, cigarette. Um. <laughs> <laughs> little sage spliff. <laughs> well, that is that's you mean fun. Oregano, oregano. <laughs> I'm gonna get totally smudged, man. It's wild oregano, wild oregano. Like from, do you guys remember the Sanford and Son, the wild oregano episode? God, no. <laughs> that's I not wild oregano. Sanford and Son. Yeah, I think what was what was um, Lamont's friend's name on there because oh, Sage. There it wasn't no, Sage. It wasn't Sage. No, but no. What, I just remember there was an episode where they found some weed and they were trying to say it was like wild wild parsley or wild oregano or something, and. Um, and then uh, I think Fred Fred Sanford's you know somebody Rolo. I don't know Rolo Lawson Rolo Rolo yeah so Ro- so Fred found out it was weed and Rolo's like oh we better get rid of it let's burn it <laughs> uh, that's I gotta find that episode that's 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 a classic one so I would like to know how does Clint know how Snoop Dogg's van smells uh-huh. he's got friends in high places yes so <laughs> the jokes folks uh, and uh, anyway let's go ahead and get back to some of our audio um, and um, I want to get to uh, some uh, response from uh, Fat Donnie and Melanie's um, little tour, uh, you know, uh, to go do photo ops with victims and survivors. Um, victims and survivors in quotes, please. Uh, yeah. Um, and, uh, so, uh, but mostly it was just, you know, him trying to pat himself on the back, get a photo op, um, made a campaign ad, uh, for himself, basically. Uh, and the most disgusting thing that happened out of all this was that there was, if I'm understanding this story correctly, there was a small, there was a baby. There was a baby that survived whose parents mm-hmm. died shielding this little infant. The infant right. had, a, had a broken hand, was discharged to the custody of the grandfather because both parents perished in the El Paso uh, slaughter, mass murder. Um, and someone... I believe from the Trump administration asked for the baby to be brought back to the hospital, this little girl, to be held by Melania. I thought it was a little girl. Okay. I'm not sure. Tiny little baby. That's how small it is. You can't tell if it's a boy or a girl. It's a tiny little baby. Um, Mm -hmm. And this Melania is, is holding the baby, not in a loving way, not like a swaddling way, um, not looking at the baby, staring straight into the camera, grinning like the fucking Joker, 
with Trump equally shit-eating grin on his face, staring into the camera, giving a thumbs up. Like, hey, yep. baby orphans, am I right, everybody? Right on. Mm. What yeah. the fuck? In that, in that picture, the man standing standing next to Trump is the, the infant's uncle. What a piece of shit. Yep. What an absolute piece of shit. And, the guy... And, and it, I have looked into some of the backstory, and uh, Joe and Bob, you guys might have heard about this too. Some of the backstory is, is evidently... Um, from as I understand it, from this uncle, the father who was killed was was he he liked Trump, and the uncle was a Trump's is a Trump supporter. Um, so that child that has uncle, no control over its yeah. destiny at this point is forced yeah, into chi- an ugly photo op situation. Months old, two months old, which means it was born in June. Yeah. Um, none of the victims that. Of, of the El Paso shooting that remained in the hospital were willing to be photographed. They didn't want to see Trump at all. So you find and an so, unwilling infant. Yeah, so from what I understand, the baby was released a couple of days before, and there was another person who was released a couple of days before. And the administration reached out to these people and said, would you mind coming back to the hospital? Now, obviously, the baby couldn't give consent, but the uncle said, sure. It's the way Trump likes it, and and so I've been I've been going back and forth on this because I feel like okay the uncle decided well the baby's dad liked Trump no mention of the mom by the way I don't know about it I it doesn't matter but you know so the Trump you know the the uncle liked Trump and so he's like yeah I'm going to bring the baby in that is the family's prerogative right yeah the the picture though. The picture. Yeah. Uh, now, people are contesting the age of the child. Uh, Side guy's saying the baby Milani's holding is more like a, a year old, not two months. The baby looks big. I'm, I'm going to go with media reports. I'm going to go. Media reports say the baby was two months old. Okay. So that's where know. I'm going from. Um, and I do agree. The baby does look bigger than that. Uh, because I don't want to get into uh, there's a whole other thing going that's on. fine we don't need to but, we don't need to get into the that but, the, that many details yeah the point is it was a baby it's a baby it, it, the the thing is is that even if the family said yes i would like to bring the baby in to be pictured with melania and donald trump okay but that picture there is no there's not one ounce of solemnity no. There's not one ounce of like this child is an orphan. There's it, it, it really the picture was gross. She's holding the baby. Melania's holding that baby like a sack of potatoes. She is. She really is. She does. She's. She doesn't look motherly. I mean. And, I mean. And you, I, you, I, if if I was holding a, a I, I wouldn't. Uh, first of all. I wouldn't want to hold a baby. I would not want to hold a baby with a broken hand. Yes. A baby with a broken hand. And she's, oh, no, no, just give me that baby. I'm going to hold like a sack of potatoes, smile for the camera. The fat Donnie's going to give a thumbs up. We're going to be like, yeah, all right, orphan babies from mass murders. Let's, That's the part that let's really pat kills ourselves me. That on really the back. That's the part that really kills me. Like, there's no, there's no, like, moment of reflection. Like, here, there was a mass murder in El Paso, and here mm-hmm. is a child who has no parents. There should be no smiles. No. None. Zero. None at I all. Mean, none of those pictures that we saw of them. None of them. Ugh. Maybe, you Were know, for a photo op. Somberly. 
for a photo op, maybe cradle the baby in your arms and look into its face instead of the camera. You know, and still, to me, that's still tacky. But this was the tackiest. This was the tackiest. It, it, you know, just disrespectful. Absolutely disrespectful. And fuck that uncle for thinking that that was cool. Giving a thumbs up, you know, at the convenience of the brother of his death and his wife, of the death of his brother and his wife. Fuck yeah, you, you it, miserable yeah. sack of shit. Yeah, it was it was some of the some of the worst optics you can ever imagine, and he he doesn't even seem to get it. I I, I don't understand how anybody. Any Trump supporter could look at that and think, "Yeah, he's he's a great president. Look at him. He's he's look what he's doing there." Oh, they he probably did it to own the libs. That's what they I don't would even say. Know if they care that much? I really think that they, they use don't. this child as a prop. His supporters don't care either. They're just like, doesn't matter. Doesn't who cares? So. Anyway, uh, I want to move on because I have some audio of the analysis. So a really great panel on uh, CNN, on Don Lemon's show. He had on Rick Wilson. Love that guy. Michael uh, D'Antonio, who was a Trump biographer. I think he did Never Enough was the name of the book about Trump, I think it was called. And Frank Bruni from... Um, shit, was he from the New York Times? I don't remember. Um, but uh, re really great analysis from these three guys and, and Don Lemon on uh, Trump's ugly little fucking campaign ad tour where that video that was made, every shot of the video, Trump was in it. Look at Donald yeah. Trump, you know, or taking pictures with Trump, taking pictures of Trump. You know, it's just like everywhere. In, he's everywhere in the video. It couldn't just be, you know, showing, you know, survivors. You know, I mean, so ugly. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just so fucking predictable. But anyway, here's some pretty solid analysis on the whole thing. Uh, and they're not mincing words. Again, Wilson, D'Antonio, and Bruni on uh, Don Lemon. I say this a lot. There is no better version of Donald Trump. There is no, there is no thoughtful Donald Trump. There's no empathetic Donald Trump. What you see is exactly what you get. When he reads from a teleprompter, that's the lie. When he talks like he did there, that's who he is. This is a man with no empathy, with a low character. He is a person who does not have any recognition of the suffering of other people or of the role he is supposed to play as the American president in terms of bringing the nation together, consoling people, and putting other people before his own gigantic, roaring vacuum of ego. That was Rick Wilson. Uh... Yeah. He's Republican, right. Republican strategist Rick Wilson. Again, I look forward to going back to disagreeing with these never Trumpers on policy. Yeah, not just uh, you know. I mean, at least we can unite over common decency and what real statesmanship or patriotism is. Because that that this is a this is such an unpatriotic display. This is just. I mean, he might as well just like you know, fucking pull his pants down in the hospital and dance around. Because, I mean, that's how disrespectful this whole shit show is. Did you get Did you get any of the audio that was recorded without the administration knowing? Where he went in and said, No. Did you see, you know, my crowds? No, I, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I, 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 if I had watched that, I probably would. I probably, uh... 
would have broken something. (laughs) Um, You heard it. Did you hear about it, though, right? I did. I did hear about it. And I kind of veered away from it. The the ugliest thing I saw was him in Milani with a picture of the baby. So, uh, uh, Bobber, any comments on that first clip from Rick Wilson? Um, I think I think he's spot on. I've always I've always felt that way too. That there's there's no there's there's no Trump that that's you know suddenly that we haven't like, seen. suddenly surprise us by being presidential and being empathetic and yeah. He's he's just the, like the worst characteristics. He's he's almost a caricature of the worst of humanity. Yeah. Yeah, and the worst of humanity is in the United States is who elected him. Um, Joe, quick thoughts for the next clip. Yeah, you're you're never going you're never gonna you're never gonna change Trump. He can't even pretend to care. You would yeah. think that with all his years of, I guess you would call it acting or <laughs> whatever that is he did. <laughs> yeah, right, Bobber. Um, he would he would at least be able to do a modicum of acting, but nothing. Yeah. He can't even fake nothing. it. Nothing. All right. Here's an here's the next one. This is a uh, Trump uh, biographer um, Michael D'Antonio. Um, and um, remember when? Uh, well, you you'll know who Michael D'Antonio is when you hear him refer to a certain portion of one of his book about Trump. This isn't. We don't expect this from a, a president. We don't expect a president to behave. But this goes beyond a president. We don't expect any person to no. behave like this, right? It doesn't matter if you're a news anchor, if you're a photographer, if you're an attorney, whoever you are. You, you don't, you're not expected to behave this way. What does this say about Trump? Well, this says that when he told me that he's the same person he was when he was six years old, he was right. He was honest about that. He, he, he is precisely what you'd expect from a child. And I think what's astounding about the president is he has no interest in other human beings. People do not... Um, he's not curious about people. He's curious about what's going on in his own head. And in his head, there is this screaming voice that says, I have to win this. Whatever I'm in in this moment, I have to win. So... In this crowd at the hospital, you know, I think he might have been upset that the people who were wounded and the people who treated them were getting attention, and he wasn't getting attention. Uh huh. Un believable, but he's right. He's absolutely mm-hmm. right. And mm-hmm. what a profound statement for an individual to make. I'll say that's the most profound thing I think Trump has ever said. That he is the same person he was when he was six years old. The only. Th- th- similarity i have with myself when i was six years old is my name and my dna (laughs) and and of course my my family you know but that's the only commonality i have with that that little boy 42 years ago is my name and my dna and when i say dna you know of course my father my mother you know my grandparents my sister whatever that's the only thing I have in common. I'm mentally a different person. I'm physically a different person. I'm morally a different person. I, I mean... Well, isn't that the difference between somebody who matures and somebody who is stunted? Yeah, And absolutely. And I think that Trump is stunted, but I also think... I, I also think 
we were talking about mental health issues, right? Mm-hmm. I really do believe, and I have said this a gazillion times on this show, I do believe that he is um, somebody who has narcissistic personality disorder. Yeah. And I think it's I think it's actually sociopathological. I believe you're right. Which is I, like I, another I, level above it. I will never disagree with that. I, I, I believe he is an absolute sociopath. And if he, he wasn't has a mental illness. If he was not a wealthy individual who who is seen you know, if he wasn't born oh. into wealth, he would have become a criminal. If he wasn't a person born into wealth, he would have been kicked out of the house. He would be yeah. a homeless fucking person, a junkie on the Well, street. I'm sorry. Hold on a second. He would have become a criminal. He's a criminal. Um, He's a so, criminal, but he would have been... If, if he I don't know how that honestly, one... Honestly, if he, he wasn't wealthy, his family would have kicked him out of the house. He would have been a criminal that couldn't person. get away with it. So, Bobber. Um, I, with, with Trump, if you take every kind of uh, mental illness that you can think of, narcissism, psychosis... Um, just everything, uh, and threw it into a blender, and then took a dump in that blender and and oh, prepped, prepped, oh. prepped it. Oh, it'd be like two you, Trumps that, in a cup. It looked exactly like the inside of his skull. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Two Trumps, one fun, cup. Unsexy time for you. No, no. <laughs> no Zero sexy time. Zero. Um. Zero gross and disgusting but yeah. it's really true i'm telling yeah. you i really do believe it if his family uh, didn't the, come from wealth if he didn't have yeah. wealth he would be on the manic person. it's on the manic side of of disorders i mean all of he's all of the man because he does so much adderall well i'm saying that you know the mania you know i mean like megalomania kind of stuff you know that 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 kind of mania um I mean, he, he was probably prescribed that when he was a kid uh, and, and but he just never stopped taking it once he became an adult. Well, Adderall yeah, I don't wasn't know. around when he was a kid. I don't know. Oh, um, He's probably just you know given. Amphetamines were. Methamphetamines probably, were. They probably just mix up some cocaine in his milk. And, and they were. They were actually prescribed as a diet yeah. pill. When all right, was a kid. I got. Uh, we're gonna have to run long on this uh, segment because I have two more clips from. Uh, uh, the, no, no, we'll save it. We'll try and stay on course. I'll save them for for later because I don't have a ton of audio, but. Um, I do. I, I swear to God, I have a great story to end the show with tonight. Um, and, and I think everybody's going to appreciate it. So you're going to want to stick around for, for the entire program. But let's go ahead and, and go. Uh, we're going to stay on this topic because I have other audio about this um, and um, some other crazy shit. But, excuse me, I just burped. Um, but I, I did that silent, nice. like, I did that little. Is it a good one? I, I, I kind of didn't let oh, it rumble out of my mouth. No, it was, it was oh. a good burp. It was a it was an impossible right. burger burp, impossible burper. So, <laughs> anyway, we're gonna go ahead and uh, listen to the Green News Report. When we come back uh, from listening to Brad and Desi, we will do some name calling, uh, take some listener calls, maybe get some more audio, depending on how many calls we get. So uh, here we go. We'll be right back with lots more. Turn up the night with me, Joe, Bobber, and Rain. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com It's Thursday, August 8, 2019. The soil underneath our feet is one of humanity's most precious assets. New UN report calls for overhauling farming techniques to solve climate change. It should be criminal 
that you can write over $5 million worth of bad checks and nothing happened to you. Kentucky miners block coal train after mine company bankruptcy. Plus, four fossil fuel explosions in 48 hours underscored the dangers of aging fossil fuel infrastructure. All of those dangers underscored and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. We cannot control the climate any more than they believed witches could control the climate. And don't forget, the witches were actually condemned by, by judges who were educated at Harvard. So this was the best and brightest who thought that witches influence the climate, causes crop failure, and that's where we are now with the Green New Deal. Jesus, are they working hard at Fox News. Are they still on the air? They are. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, I'm sure you've got nothing but good news for us today on the Green News Report. Well, there's a little bit of good news. A sweeping new scientific report warns that we need to overhaul food production dramatically to protect the global food supply from the consequences of man-made climate change. That's the good news? No, the good news is that although agriculture is a major emitter of greenhouse gases, it also offers a major opportunity to solve climate change. Okay, I'll bite. The report, released on Thursday by the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, finds that intensive industrial agriculture over the last few decades has depleted arable land and water supplies, and they warn that without action to adopt sustainable land use, our ability to feed ourselves will be irreversibly degraded. I'm still waiting for the good news. The good news is there is still time to repair that damage and feed a growing population. According to the director of the UN Environment program Inger Anderson. The soil underneath our feet is one of humanity's most precious assets and at a time when we can least afford it we are losing fertile soil and biodiversity at an alarming rate. We need to adapt our land use to climate change so we can secure food production for present and future generations. Farming and land use changes like logging account for about a quarter of global greenhouse gas emissions, so changing how we manage land can have a huge impact. The report details a comprehensive suite of actions that governments can take, including shifting towards vegetarian diets, reducing food waste, restoring wetlands and forests, and implementing regenerative farming techniques that do double duty in sequestering carbon emissions and restoring soil health. Sounds like you're working as hard to come up with good news here as Fox News is to demonize the Green New Deal. I try. A different study finds that 17 countries representing about a quarter of the world's population are at high risk of running out of water. The World Resources Institute report finds that India, parts of Africa, nearly all of the volatile Middle East, and four western U.S. states are under extremely high water stress and at risk of using up all of their water reserves. And it warns that man-made global warming will increase stress on fresh water supplies, driving food insecurity, financial instability, conflict, and migration. Yeah, we're definitely not in the good news section anymore. In other news, the state of Texas this week filed suit against oil giant ExxonMobil for violating state and federal clean air and water laws. Well, that's good news. It was in the wake of another fire and explosion at its massive refinery in the Houston suburb of Baytown on July 31st. 
31st. Oh. 37 workers were injured. Nearby residents were ordered to shelter in place. And it was the second fire and explosion at that refinery in just four months. It was one of four refinery and pipeline explosions in just two days at the beginning of this month. A woman in Kentucky was killed when a gas pipeline exploded. A Colorado worker died in an explosion at an oil drilling site. And in Pennsylvania, five people were injured and a home destroyed after a natural gas service line undergoing repairs exploded. All of these explosions underscoring the dangers of our country's aging fossil fuel infrastructure. And underscoring that no one was killed this week at a solar plant or a wind farm. Finally, a bit of good news. Finally! (laughs) For coal miners in Harlan County, Kentucky, they've been physically blocking a coal train for more than a week to demand unpaid wages from their employer, Black Jewel Mining. After it abruptly declared bankruptcy late last month, locked its gates, and allowed all of their paychecks to bounce. The company's actions are unprecedented, according to Harlan County Judge Executive Dan Mosley in an interview with the Louisville Courier-Journal. These people work for this company for a month for nothing. The good news is that a federal bankruptcy judge has given preliminary approval for another coal company to buy that mine and give partial payments to the miners. But they say they may continue the blockade until they get cash in hand. Like I said, not a lot of good news, but thank you for it anyway. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, good news or otherwise, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find, follow, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. This is Indy Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier in a $20 horn. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, <laughs> you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com He even talks honky! And I get the feeling you've been cheated! Every day since that fat shit stain's been in the White House. Yeah, I feel cheated, Johnny Rotten. Um, Anyway, welcome back to the program. Uh, This uh, is Turn Up the Night, and of course, my co-hosts, in no particular order, except the order I choose to introduce them. Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello, sir. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm I'm well. I'm I'm well. Uh, it's a it's a beautiful day in my neighborhood. As I said before, for some reason, I got Mister Rogers on the brain. Everybody. Um, later on in the show, special guest Lady Elaine Fairchild will be here. I and King Friday. <laughs> Uh, maybe Daniel Tiger and X the Owl as well. All right, of course, enough of my monkey business. Uh, and let's get to Bobber's monkey business. Hey, Bobber der Braumeister, Washington, D.C., for Freedom's blog. Hello, sir. Doing well. Excellent. Good Friday. Yeah, it is a, it, not good Friday, but a good Friday. So, <clears throat> at, least, at least for me personally, not necessarily for other parts of the country. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, you take... 
uh, you know, you, you can't define your life by, um, you, you got to take the good that you have in your life and make the most of it. And yep. unfortunately, uh, you know, and, and those of us with empathy can really suffer, um, uh, uh, you know, um, the, the consequences of other people's misfortunes, not nearly as bad as they can, as, as the people who are truly afflicted, but it can, it can make you sometimes lose sight of, of what's good in your life. Um, but, uh, but yes, good, good way to be positive, Bobber. And of course, rain last but not least from four freedoms blog as well. Um, and I don't know if you saw the picture rain I put in the chat room, but, uh, we have two little statues on either side of our garage. They were both like curbside rescue statues. One is Vishnu and one is Mary and Billy, our feral always sleeps right now. She is currently like cuddled up next to that's an older picture. Susan took, um, but she's, she leans into the Mary statue. So we think she's Catholic or, uh, somebody in the chat room said maybe Catholic, um, I like so, that. Yeah, Clinster <laughs> said. Santa, Santa Ria, or what is it? Yeah, is that right? Oh, I, I don't know. San Rio. Hello, Kitty. What? Santa Ria. Santa Maria. Uh, Santa Maria. <laughs> I do have something to say. What you were talking to Bob about. Yeah. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have it. <laughs> well, I got something for that. I also have uh, this. Santa Maria. Yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> uh, when the world is nothing. Okay. Here, here, here. Look, look. Show. Blast from the past. The Name this person. Take the good, you take the bad. You know, take them both, and there you have the facts of life. Chris Lavoy from his Mr. one. Rogers. That's Chris Lavoy from the one and only appearance he ever did on Turn Up the Night. Oh, like from, he sounded, he sounded like Tom like Hanks nine years ago. He did. Well, here now, now, now that you know it's Chris Lavoy, hear it again. Take the good, you take the bad. You know, take them both, and there you have the facts of life. That's Chris. Oh my God, I remember that call, and it still sounds like Tom Hanks. Well, there you go, neighbor. Uh, but yeah, but seriously, we have, uh, you know, we have the, the Mary statue on one side and the Vishnu, Vishnu statue on the other side. They're both like, you know, concrete statues that I, you know, I have a place in my heart for any kind of God or goddess statue. Our yard is kind of littered with them. And, um, and if they're on the curb, I'm like, why would you throw out a God or goddess? <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so, so I just grab them, you know, and uh and the mary one she it looks like her head had been like cemented back on probably 10 years ago or something like that but we've had that statue for like 15 years you know we've got like buddhas in our backyard and got a winged lion in her backyard all kinds of crazy stuff i forget what the wing i don't know how it is called. i don't know how it is in hawaii ohio mm -hmm. but uh here here in in northeast pennsylvania there's there's a uh a custom of taking empty bathtubs, oh. turning them upright, yeah, and putting statues of Mary in them, yeah, and then painting painting the inside blue. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it, it, what? It, uh, there are some around here, but yeah, that's that's a thing. Mm -hmm. So it's a thing. It's a yeah. thing. You know what's really great though, in in kind of rural Ohio, the, my favorite thing, and we'll get to name calling here in a second. But the my my big favorite thing in rural Ohio is when people put their old toilets out on the 
tree lawn, or uh, not on the tree lawn, but in the front yard, and put flowers and flowers in them. Oh yeah, that's that's very, yeah. very, very attractive. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It, it's like it, it's like you know from um, you know from poop comes life. I don't know. Yeah, but we have we have some upscale neighbors that actually put a bidet out in their yard and put oh. flowers in. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if that's true, but you know, there you go. Hey. Bobber. If they grew some sage, then they could smudge it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, well, well and the the bidet might had, take uh, care of the smudge. Day lilies. They oh. had day lilies. So they had okay. lilies bidet. Well, oh, but like, day like lilies! Oh my God, lilies! Super bidet. fancy. Trans- oh. <laughs> but <Bidet> lilies! <laughs> oh, All right. So anyway, you you be the judge. Let's put a poll out there. Is is Billy uh, is Billy Catholic or or is she or is she a bigot because she doesn't like Vishnu? Um, so I'm just kidding. Can't be a bigot. Billy's black. I'm just kidding around. Black. That doesn't matter. He'd still be a bigot. Sure. She actually. Billy Billy actually has a little bit. I think. I think she's Protestant. Billy actually has a tiny little bit of white on her chest, so maybe she's actually a Catholic priest. So. Oh, Catholic. I think she's Protestant. Uh, Protestant. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow, wow. Maybe she's Fee Lutheran. See? Who knows? Uh, uh, but Presbyterian. Yeah, Presbyterian. Okay. Yeah. All right. There you go. Oh Maybe she's a meowth a meowthist. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's Mewish. <laughs> she really? could be Mewish. She's not Mewish. She's sitting next to Mary. Oh yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. The 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 New Testament's fake she news. Be, she could be a Jewish Mew people. for Jesus. The the New Testament's fake news to Jewish people, just so you know. Um yeah. so anyway, uh the Mew Mew Testament. <laughs> Sorry. You don't, you don't, you didn't like Mew for Jesus? Oh, oh, Muse for Jesus. I, I missed that. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm just, I've got, I'm, I'm being selfish and trying to get more puns, and it's it's not. Maybe she's Maui, Maui Krishna. Oh my God. Yeah. Or, or, or a, a, a fuzzy Krishna, because she's, you know, she's not really hairy. She's kind of fu- fuzzy, furry, furry oh, Krishna. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, all right. Let's get the name calling, everybody. Rain, are you oh. ready? Uh, our I girl am ready. Friday. We lost somebody. I don't know who we lost, but all right. I hope you come back. Uh, apparently, they hated puns. I love it when it rains. For your pleasure, it's Rain from FourFreedomsBlog.com. Excellent. She's never failed me before. Honey, you got to give it away to keep it. You can't just hold on to this. Attractive, hot, beautiful. We're talking about the same thing here. You want to mess around? source of energy known to womankind all right let's get straight to the biscuits and why not just this too meow meow yeah and and don't mess around with gods and a meow a meow (laughs) (laughs) sorry 
Don't mess around with ceiling cats, a meow Meow. Meow. All right. Anyway, in tonight's chat, we have Mr. Adam Hebert. We have Bobber. We have Clinsta. We got Psy Guy. We have uh, Francie. We have Heather. We have Jake Holly. We have Cat. We have Kenny Pick. We have Ken Sr. Hello, Dad. What do you think of cat puns, Papa? Papa. I think, I think he thinks that they're positively. Positively. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> they're not for pussies, yeah, that's for sure. No, I ain't for pussies. Actually, no, they are for pussies. Oh, but. Okay. Remind me about that because I got something to tell you regarding right. the shooter after this whole thing. Um, we have Living on Long Island. We have Marnus. We have Meow Goodness. Meow, meow. We have Michelle. In South Florida, we have President, we have myself, we have Sandy and Durwood, we have Theo, and we have Trojan Rabbit. There we go. And I so. don't know who left, but I'm sorry y'all left. Oh, wait, we have more people now, and I, I'm not going to reload the whole thing. That's all right. No, this, I, I think some Baloo people is here. Are... Oh. Baloo is here. I think I said President, right? Um, uh, I don't know, anyway, but now if, you are. If, now you are. Psy guy is president. I think I said. I think if not, Psy guy. All right, everybody. Did you say cat? Did you say cat? I did. I think so. Well, we've talked about a I lot of other cats. cats. We, we maybe maybe Ray yes, thought we already said, mentioned you because we mentioned cat, so many yeah. other cats. Oh no, that was me. Oh goodness. So. It's a lot of. There's a lot of feline anyway, goodness in the for, chat for for. I'll tell you what, for Trojan Rabbit, since you know he's he's the fortunate one because every time at the he's the last person in the chat whose name is mentioned, I like to mm -hmm. every once in a while I play a Monty Python clip, and in honor of Cato licks everywhere. The heathen spill theirs on the dusty ground. Them pay for each storm that can't be found. On the dusty ground. That kills me every time. I love um, it. So, anyway. To be dusty. Yeah, well, why I gotta be dusty? So, <laughs> is, there a, is there a drought? Well, there could be any number of reasons, Joe. Maybe it's the you know around Mount St. Helens right after you know. Okay, uh, after an know. eruption. Yeah, sure. <laughs> a little volcanic <laughs> ash got a little dusty. So, all right. Anyway, uh, well, thank you, thank you, uh, Rain, for uh, giving uh, shout-outs there. Um, name calling. Always fun. Uh, I haven't seen any birthdays. Did anybody mention any birthdays? I got them. Oh, you got them? Birthday. All yes. right. I've got um, Francie's niece, Madison, is going to be 17 hey. on August Holy tomorrow. Crap. And and yesterday was um, our brother from Four Freedom, Freedoms, Trisec. It was his birthday. Well, well, uh, well. You know what this says to me about Francie's niece? She's going to be old enough to vote in the next election. I hope she's. Oh, I hope she's registered, oh, Francie. Yeah. Mm. 
Get on that, Auntie Francie. Francie Pants. Yeah, so we have Madison and Trisec, and I think I think that's it. All right, well, Madison, Trisec, well, it's a mixed bag because it has to be a baner for Madison, but it could be a boner for Trisec. I don't know. We don't know his preference, so uh, here we go. Madison's kind of on the edge. Well, it's a family member, so I don't want to. I don't want to broach that. So, anyway, uh, here we go. Uh, happy birthday, Madison and Trisec. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey, hey, your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey, hey. Thank you, thank you, all dear friends, for coming to my birthday. Boom shakalaka, boom shakalaka, boom shakalaka, and boom boom shakalaka goes right there. Holy shit, Clinster had a birthday on Wednesday. Well, we Oh, done, I'm sorry. We done fucked that one up, folks. I'm sorry, Clint. Sorry, oh, Clint. Crap. You'll have you'll have to wait till next week, Clint. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would never do oh. that. <laughs> oh, uh, we're, let's go ahead and, uh, give, uh, uh, Clinster a very special birthday. You retroactively, you get the birthday boner, but you also get this bonus oh. right here. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. Be best has three peelers. Now you know what you're getting for your birthday. You're getting a be best tree peeler. So, and many more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Clinster, just be 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 happy they didn't play. My found my Oh God Almighty! Yeah, no, that only gets played for joke. All right. Well, it looks like Adam uh, it was uh, uh, did a preemptive strike on the call in, uh, but he he hung up or something. I don't know, I, or maybe I just missed it. I don't know. But yeah, happy birthday, Clintster. We love you. Yeah, I'm uh, sorry about that, Clint. And I am sorry. And uh, you know, but we have backup. We have contingency plans here on the show, and you know. I hope that that yes. was satisfactory, you know, uh, that you got uh, Mrs. Uh, Smith or whoever the heck that was. So <laughs> he's a sniffle. Thank you, guys. Well, you know what? Um, uh, you, I, I, to your birthday, I have some sage advice for you. Yes. Ah. Wow. A play on words. How about now, that? Adam, now, uh, the, the Skype keeps dumping Adam or Adam keeps calling and hanging up. And anyway, if anybody else wants to call... Three three zero five three six fourteen sixty six. Um, Adam Hebert uh, from uh, Clarksville, Tennessee. What's on your mind? First of all, sorry about that. I just you guys were still doing birthday banner stuff, and I didn't want to interrupt. All right, but um, you know this this thing where they're trying to turn this into a you know this into a violent video game thing just pisses me off. Oh, um, you of all people, I'm sure. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> First of all, and I'm trying to look at this from a, you know, trying to encourage logical thinking, which is 
video games are everywhere, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Um, they are a bigger industry in Japan than here. They 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 make more money in Japan than here. And well, and and, and yet, obviously it reflects that because I think about a billion people were killed by guns in Japan last year alone. I heard yeah. well, uh, five billion. I, I'm being I'm being very sarcastic, very folks. Go ahead. But here's the thing: is that this doesn't happen anywhere else. It doesn't happen in Japan. Why? Because Japan regulates the fucking guns. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's the uh, same with Europe too. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. here's I the had, thing, Adam. Uh, you know, it's interesting that a lot of people point to Japan because I I think that I, I'm not sure, but Japan probably is the country that is most like absorbed into game culture. Which yeah, and that, is, right. is that a yeah, that, fact? Yeah, 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 that's exactly why he's bringing it up. Because video games but, are huge in Japan. But the thing is, is that, you know, video games, they might not be as big in Japan as they are in America or in, in, in all of Europe or in, in Africa. We don't talk about Africa. We don't talk about South America. But there are video games in those countries, too. And Yeah. <clears throat> And and those countries don't have this problem either. Right. Logically speaking, if it was video games, this problem would be in every country where there's video games. Exactly. Well, yeah. same you know, thing with mental I mean, illness. Yeah. Exactly. I, I had a... My very first Japanese teacher was originally from Japan. And she explained to us how gun laws work in Japan, which is you are allowed to have a rifle or a shotgun for hunting purposes but for example if you hoard ammunition you're not going you know you're not applying for hunting permits you're going to get a visit from the cops and that yeah makes you know sense. Uh, it makes a lot yeah, of sense. i mean the most so and and i've been playing final fantasy since i was nine years old one of my kenny you know this my favorite my favorite rpg series of all time yeah i have never once tried to summit bahamut even though that would just be totally badass I've never, you know, I'm playing Earthbound, and you know, I'm not trying to use PK Freeze on anyone either. That's also true, and you know, I, I'm a huge fr- uh, fan of Tetris Attack, and I've never thrown a whole bunch of multicolored blocks at people. <laughs> no, but I have used I have used my mad Tetris skills to pack carts. Every once in a while, I do throw turtle shells out of the uh, out of the car window. Before or after you got rid of Mitch McConnell. Oh, well, that was the first turtle shell I threw out. That's how he broke his shoulder. How hysterical would it be if if someone shelled McConnell? Oh, wow. You know, Adam makes a really good good point. I mean, I didn't know that, what you just said, which it, it, it does make a lot of sense. And it got me to thinking, of all of these mass murderers, and this is an honest question, to which I don't have an answer. How many of these mass murderers were hunters? Uh, I would say zero or less. I mean, we never hear, oh, he, you know, he would go hunting. Because the one thing I've said, I have said this for a really long time, I'm fine with people who want to hunt. I'm fine with people who want to own guns to hunt. It's not my place to say whether or not they're bad or good or they should or should not have guns. Mm-hmm. You hunt, you go, you get a deer, 
you, you get a boar. I don't even want to talk about the feral hogs. Um, <laughs> Thirty to sixty of them. <laughs> Just yeah, that's a, that's a whole other thing. But all yeah, those memes were so good. There's actually a video <laughs> game of that now. <laughs> but you know, people who hunt pheasants, turkeys, um, a quail, even quail. You, Damn. You, you go, you get your game, you bring the food home, you eat Potato? it. Potato? Tomato? Oh, no, you said uh, you said quail, I said Dan, and then I said potato. Oh, okay. <laughs> Imagine that. Dan Quayle's political career was pretty much over by misspelling potato. Yes. And Trump spelled his name Tatump the other day. <laughs> yeah. But I do, um, I do find it very interesting that that you brought this up. You can get a hunting gun, but if if they see that your your ammunition that you buy in the ammunition is irregular, they'll take your gun away. Yeah, it goes. Or, it goes the, the police will make inquiries. You know, they won't take, unless okay. they have a valid. You know, I'm just saying this is coming from someone who was a Japanese citizen. You know, it's, so it's my information of- is good. It, it, let's uh, okay. Here's this. I have an idea. I I got a crazy idea. Why don't we look at the United States Postal Postal Service as a model to screen sales of ammunition and uh, high capacity magazines, things like that? Because if you order, uh, you know, if you go uh, online and you order stuff to you know build some kind of destructive device i'm not going to say words that i don't want to say you know if you, if you if you go online that you know they track that shit the postal service will alert the fbi or you know local authorities if there is something suspicious coming through the mail they have little, you know, they have their own little red flags. Oh boy, is there duct tape on the outside of this package? Is there oil leaking out of it? Is, you know, is it coming from a country that we're a little concerned about? You know, does this person have right. 10 packages a week coming in from Saudi Arabia or, you know, Colombia or whatever? Does you it know? smell like wild parsley? Susan says, does it smell like <laughs> wild parsley or, or sage <laughs> or Snoop Dogg's <laughs> van? Um, Does it smell like Snoop Dogg's van? I mean, let let's do something like that. Uh, you know, I I mean, it, but you know, again, you know, it, 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 it's not background checks; it's a foreground check. It's 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 the current ground check. You know, yeah. I, I mean, because if you did a background check on everybody. Uh, you know, it's impossible. You can't. You know, I mean, it, it put something into place that some some kind of system again based on you know. Uh, I think this is a viable option. What do you guys think? You know, do what the postal service does. Make gun sellers just as responsible as people who work for the post office. You know, ordering packages or sending suspicious things or, you know, I mean, it, I think that would work. I I don't disagree. I, however, I, I I'm kind of a really huge proponent of getting rid of the um, gun show loopholes. Oh, that the, the first thing, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but you know, Republicans will never let that die. I, I know they I won't. Mean, I mean, I think a large part of the issue is that 
the Second Amendment's intention has been completely co-opted and perverted by the radical right-wing agenda of the NRA. You it's are right. Clear. If you actually read, you know, they always love to talk about the Federalist Papers. The Federalist Papers. Well, if you read the yeah. Federalist Papers, thirty seconds. What Adam. the founding fathers did. It was clear that the Second Amendment was meant for the government to form a militia. It was never yeah. meant for to defend against a tyrannical government mm. because Washington invoked the Second Amendment to put down the Whiskey Rebellion. Well, yeah. 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 And I'm done. And Muskets only, only shot one lead pellet. Oh. Sorry. I didn't mean for that noise to happen. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. But yeah, Adam, uh, we do have to let you go. It's time for break. But thank you uh, for your insight on the call. Looking forward to Mike Check Radio on Sunday. Back to regular show. Uh, 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 half politics. Half politics, half nerd stuff next uh, Sunday, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. Yes. Uh, all right. Join me, Adam, Miles, and Michelle on Sunday. It'll be fun. Seven to ten p.m. Eastern. Have a nice weekend, everyone. Every Sunday. Yes. Good night, Thanks Adam. Love y'all. All, all right. right. Love Bye. you back, brother. Bye, Adam. Bye. Bye. So uh, I am so sorry. Heather called in. I I I couldn't take the call, Heather. It's because uh, we're already over the top of the hour. So uh, I'm, I hope you understand, but please call back on Tuesday. So uh, anyway, we're going to go ahead and uh, run to the break. Uh, great call from Adam and a uh, good conversation there. Uh, we'll be back with lots more Turn Up the Night right after this. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig. It gave the Americans more motivation to see what we can do with our country. IndieMediaWeekly.com Worldwide. Okay. Indie Media Weekly Radio. For those who dare. How dare you? How dare you? IndieMediaWeekly.com And now... On with the show. Take the good, you take the bad. You know, take them both and there you have the facts of life. Focus for maximum picture quality and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you. Um, some attention, please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! All right, everybody, welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick for August 9th, 2019, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And, of course, joining me, as always, on the program, uh, it's Bobber de Braumeister for Freedom's Blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the Bubble, all that jazz, and, of course, Beer Bubbles. Beer Bubbles. This is beer my favorite bubbles. kind. Yeah, mine too, my friend. Uh, what are you imbibing in this evening? Um, I just put uh, cream ale on tap uh, yesterday, and so I'm uh, enjoying that. 
Oh, a cream. Now, what makes a cream ale a cream ale? Um, it's it's one of the few uh, sperm. Ear- Stop <laughs> it, <laughs> male semen. It, it, you know, it's all, the, it's all that that that, that uh, protein in the head. Uh, oh God! So it is. It is true. It, uh, male semen. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's an American style uh, that was invented here, and it's uh, essentially it's a it's a an ale that's been brewed to uh, mimic a lager. Okay, all right, so, very good. An American invention. Uh, Jenny Cream Ale is the most famous one, but there's others out there. Beamish, I think. Uh, no, not Beamish. Um, what's one I'm thinking of? Um, is one of those Midwestern brewers. Mm. Uh, 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 anyway, we so all we kind of light and and yeah, not, we all know who really did it. We all know who did it. Yeah, so um. it's, it's slight, not overly bitter, and very drinkable. Very right. good. It's a good lawnmower beer. There we yes. go. I like a l- good lawnmower beer. Is it? Is yes, it the I one? Think, I think you would really like this one. Ah, uh, well, is it you know what? Beer to have when you're having more than one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> wait, Hope. what is that phrase? Hold on. Beer to have when you're having more than one. What beer is that? Oh, I'm so I'm so disappointed in you, Rain. That's uh. Yeah. It comes from Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Wow. Okay. Yes. I I and I, I know what you said. Sing, it can before. you sing can you sing the jingle? Papa is the one beer to have when you're having, having more, more than, than one. one. I don't remember it. Oh, it is it uh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn Brewery. It's not Brooklyn. No. That's yeah. No, no. That's where it is. It was. But I it's not that. Brooklyn Brewery. No, no, no. It's it's not Ryan Gold, right? No. Up, um, is the one beer to have when you're having more than one? I know that tune. I know it too. What, 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 what did you just, yes, Schaefer, yes, Schaefer, yes. Oh, okay. Ooh. Wow, I think That's, it was Bob that actually yeah, said it. I'd have more than one. Well, yeah, yeah, it wasn't me. I, I, I was, t- uh, I was glomming on to whoever said it. I was like, no, I did say Schaefer. Yeah. You well, did, no, I, I was. You did, and I heard Robert sh- gets Robert gets the point because okay. he said first. Yes, I said it with I'm a sorry. I said it with a question mark at the end after Bobber said it, re- being like Schaefer, really? So I didn't know I didn't know that Schaefer was from Brooklyn. Oh yeah, in fact, oh, I think it was man. one of the last Brooklyn breweries. Okay, I did not know that. Oh but man! I, oh, oh, tune, oh, 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 my god. Tune, oh my god! 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 I have a Schaefer beer commercial. Hold on. All right. Schaefer is the one beer to have when you're having more than one.
paper. What did so I one start? When you're I think it's more awesome than that you did that. <laughs> what did I start? Oh, oh man. Shit. Well, you see, I downloaded a whole like uh, like 500 old time radio commercials to put onto the network, and I was like, and I knew I knew that jingle because I've had. I think I've had this one for a while. Because I used to burn CDs for for dad before streaming and MP3s were a real big thing, and I used to burn him like old time radio stuff for the from the Internet Archive, and I used to throw in commercials. And I remember I had that Schaefer one. I'm not sure if this was uh, this is probably from a recent download, uh, but I had that commercial was one of the things I put on one of the CDs for dad. But no, that that's that's funny as hell. So. She sang um, that with more panache than I did. Well, you know what? And by the way, panache. I added the foley of cracking the beer can in that because that <laughs> if you heard that, that was actually me. I did hear that, yes. Yeah, I tried I, to... T- it be followed up with uh, the Homer Simpson burp. Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> or, uh, true, not, not, true. Or not Homer, the... Um, uh, oh, Barney, yeah. Barney. So, yeah, I don't, I don't have that. I just have the... <laughs> Uh, but anyway, um, and of course, give, I want to give some quick props to Psy Guy. Okay. And and Bob, you're going to appreciate. And this. welcome back, Rain says, from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington D.C. Go oh, ahead with your props. Hi, hi everybody. Um, yeah, Psy Guy said I drank a lot of Jenny Screamers when I was a teen, and I was like, "Yep, I know that." Oh yeah, yeah. Jenny Cream was one of the first beers I ever drank. That and oh Little God. Kings, Little Kings. Um. <sighs> And Little Kings came in a child-sized bottle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just put a nipple on top and, you know. Go to town. Hot diggity dog. And last but not least, oh, yeah, Joseph. Little, Little Kings was a cream ale, too. That oh, was, was it? Was okay. Okay. Um, and, of course, last but not least, Mr. Joe Schaefer's Santorsa. <laughs> I <laughs> caused <laughs> enough trouble tonight. You did. No, that's all right. That's well, awesome. Yeah. No, that was fun. I, I I'm so glad I had that commercial because I was just like, okay, please let. I'm Schaefer surprised that you had that commercial and didn't know what I was singing. Well, that's Schaefer the thing. It was driving me crazy because I heard it before, but I, I that's it was driving me crazy because I heard it before because I have so many of these old commercials, you know. I but no, I and I was like, you're you're saying Brooklyn, and I was like, shit, because you were. It was like. Bumpa, and I'm like, is that Rheingold? You know, because I knew Rheingold's a New York beer, but I didn't know Schaefer's was a New York beer, so that was throwing me. But yeah, yeah, I um, didn't know either. But I had it. I had the commercial. You got to give me something for that. So, um, you know, what anyway. else was a New York beer? Um, what's Koch. that? Oh, well, there you go. Oh, and by the way, just so everybody knows, and and the, and were w- you an heir to that brewery, Rain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably was, which am, is why I, I got no money. Am I by default? Well, so uh, as as Kenny no. Kenny Koch, no, 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 no. Oh, no. Damn it! No, that there's that an brewery, adoption clause. That brewery went out of business. Um, mm-hmm. I think in the sixties, nineteen seventy. Oh, thank you. Okay. Um, Schaefer's is, is Schaefer's still around? No, I think I've seen it. Yeah, I know the Koch Brewery has been revived by this, the the Genesee Company, or no, Pabst. Okay, didn't Pabst buy Jenny? Well, Pabst bought uh, Natty Bo. Of course they did. Yeah, you and your you and your Natty Bo. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, 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 I know the Genesee Brewery was reviving the Koch brand. I, I, and, I couldn't and tell. And Koch went out of business in the 70s. Here's the thing. I want to make this quick. I know we got to get back to stuff. But when, when, mm-hmm. when I was a kid, my dad went and got me and my three, and Bob has heard this story, me and my three sisters, what used to be, they, they were the size of um, growlers. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They the, but they were cans. Growler so each one cans? of us had one of those, and he opened it up, and he kind of cut the the top. So they were supposed to be our, you know, our piggy banks. Oh, your dowry. Then, well, well, we never got them back from Dad. Damn it. Well, anyway, just so everybody knows, <laughs> I'm gonna try and bring this full circle to the beginning of the show, just so everybody doesn't think that this is my Mister Snuffleupagus. Susan found the clip from Sanford and Son of how to get rid of wild parsley. <laughs> and it, uh, it's on my phone. Hey, Ronald, what's happening, man? Look here, I want to ask you a question. Does that look like wild parsley to you? You mean that marijuana? <laughs> there it is. There it is. That's exactly what I had in mind. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That's kind of bad quality. Somebody filmed it off the TV, but uh, yeah. So there we go. I, I, I remembered it semi-accurately. Uh, you know, from I saw that one as a little kid too. I didn't even know what marijuana was. I just thought it was funny because he was like, <laughs> "Yeah, let's burn it." Well, because I knew you smoked it, but I didn't know much about its effects. So anyway, uh, let's go ahead and uh, get back to our audio here. Um, uh, let's pick up where we left off with uh, the the panel on Don Lemon's show talking about Trump basically making a campaign ad uh, on the backs of. Um, uh, mass murder victims and survivors. So uh, here is part three of what I had. This is Frank Bruni, and I, I'm, I can't remember. Uh, I think he's uh, from the New York Times. I'm not sure. But uh, here's what he had to say. When he was at the El Paso hospital, he projected his corrupt values onto everyone else. And he said to the workers there, you know, everybody in the world's talking about you. He said it like three different times as if what they care about in the aftermath of this horrific event is what their press is like out there. He thinks everybody's like that because he can't envision being a different way. Mm. It's interesting. I never thought about it, but he did say, I kept, I kept wondering why he was saying everybody's talking about it. The whole it. world's talking about it. Because he envied it. Of course, he envied the whole it. world is talking about it. They had something horrible happen right. in their community. Right. The whole world is just, is just flabbergasted, and they feel sorry for them. Well, he told one guy that he had a future in the movies. Right. Wow. No, he, <laughs> Donald Trump is to, a, is to another narcissist like Everest is to an anthill. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah. Ah, uh, men uh, and... Okay, now watch this. I'm just going to break the wrist and walk away. Break the wrist, walk away. He's from one narcissist to another, like, you know, what an anthill is to Everest. 
Yeah. And yeah, Frank Bruni does write for the New York Times. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. That that was a really, really, that was a good take. It was a really good take. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he he literally walked. I mean, maybe that explains why he had such a hard time smiling. Because he knew that these people were getting more attention than he did. And maybe mm-hmm. that's why he went there instead of going to, you know, the garlic festival. Much like a six-year-old. I, does, does that make sense? Or? Yeah, I'm saying much like a six-year-old would, would be upset because they're so infantile in their in their thought process. That, yeah. Am I the only one who finds it messed up that he went to Dayton before he went to El Paso? Um, I I guess geographically, you know, it would make more sense to go to Dayton okay. before El Paso. So, I don't know. But, Bobber, what I mean, were you going to say? It- I, I kind of agree with you on that one. I don't see where the order makes any difference. It's really the actions that he took at both locations yeah. that is much more heinous of a you know much worse than than his choice of order yeah and he and honestly he just he shouldn't have gone to either because there were plenty of people that didn't want him there joe what are your thoughts on that yeah i mean i mean he he, (laughs) simple it was a photo op okay he went because he had to and he couldn't even make that look right even his aides if you read maggie haberman's uh article in the new york times the next day even his aides were were disappointed in the way it turned out oh yeah he, that's right oh, yeah, huh what did you say Sabrine? I, i'm sorry I, I here's the thing i i said really and oh, yeah. and and it, it's it's not so much what maggie Hager, haberman reported what I'm kind of stunned at that his aides were like, "Oh, this didn't turn out so well." Mm-hmm. No, and how many years it, have you been working with this dude? It was obvious that look, a lot of these people are looking away because of tax breaks and conservative judges. That's yeah. what they're looking away for, and they're willing to accept everything else that he is to get that and that tells you a lot about the people that support him in Mm -hmm. the republican party i'm not even talking about the people that support him i mean that that report from maggie haberman Mm -hmm. from the white house that 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 they were disappointed in how he you know he presented himself they actually said it was a disaster yes you know so we have that and then we have we have reports from i think the doctors out of el paso where he said he didn't show any empathy or anything, and I, I feel like you, you guys are surprised. You're, you're asking, literally, you're asking a snake to act like a teddy bear. Sure, yeah, just hug me, don't swallow me whole. Well, okay. I mean, <laughs> you know, and I'm not trying to knock Maggie Haberman at all. She did her reporting. But I, I feel like, you know, hearing this coming from the White House, where they were like, oh, he didn't, he just, this was a disaster. Again, I feel like, you're surprised? Mm-hmm. When has this, show me one time, just one time since he's been in this office, that he's acted like a human during a time of, of, of yeah. turmoil and crisis. I don't think they're surprised, Rain. I think I think what it is 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 that at every turn they are trying to hang on to power and hoping they can somehow keep this guy 
on the straight and narrow so they could obtain their objections ob- objectives. I, I don't yeah. think they're ever surprised at anything he does or tweets or says. But he's never I don't been think on the straight and narrow. And that's I don't the part think they that care. Have, yeah, that's the thing. He's never been on the straight and narrow. He's never showed anything, anything at all. And I, I, I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying, Joe. But I feel like, okay, what is the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. And we can call Trump insane, but at this point, everybody who's on on, on the team who, you know, his, mm-hmm. you know, it's it, everybody who goes there who's like, okay, we're going to, we're going to set this up. Trump's going to act like this, this, and this. Well, you guys, you guys are dealing with insanity. Well, what they, do you see what they did? Did he have make any public appearances in either city? No. No. Nope. So there's a reason. His staffers felt he couldn't handle that, that he would flub it, that he would say something stupid, he would say something crass. Which he did. And, 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 and they figured by keeping him in the hospitals, behind the scenes, in private settings, he would avoid any blowouts. But it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Do they not realize that even... Even though they didn't bring in, you know, they, they did not allow the press in there. And they later released all of these pictures. Did they, did they, he, and these are low-level staffers, by the way. This is, the, you know, the, 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 the pictures that we got, you know, these, these are from low-level uh, staffers. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think that he is making such a mess at this point, you know, for because he's been in there for, you know, he's been in the White House, what, two and a half years? Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Too long. Um, he's <laughs> been making, he, he's lied so much, he's made so many messes, he's made so many blunders, made so many ugly statements, done horrible photo ops, you know, just tweeted instead of being a statesman, um, bowed to, you know, fucking corrupt butchers in, in North Korea and Russia and Saudi Arabia. Um, mm-hmm. That you know, at this point, this is small potato fuckery. They don't care. They just don't care because his base doesn't care. They all think ever you know. And I, I'm sick of saying this. This is the new thing I'm sick of saying. Is that the Trump cult thinks everything he does is just to own the libs and the fake you know uh, fake news, you know that you know he just does that to to pwn the news, you know, the fake news. It's insane. It's just insane. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And and, and uh, to a lot of them, that's what it is. It's it's like uh, we elected him to knock things down, and he's knocking them down. Yeah, and, and nothing's getting raised up after that. Just like those raids the other day in Mississippi. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what they elected him to do. Separate children from their parents. Terrorize children. That's what they want because they don't consider them human. They consider them animals, and they they consider them an invasion force, like a virus. So they don't see that little girl crying as a human being, as you and I would see them. That's what we elected them for. Yeah. To hurt those people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's doing it, and they love it. Yeah. You're right. So, all right, let, let me get to uh, the, the last uh, clip here from that Don Lemon panel. This one is uh, Rick Wilson once again. 
Let's talk about this highly edited campaign style video that the White House put out uh, of Trump's visit uh, to the hospital in Dayton. Every shot either includes President Trump or someone taking pictures of him. And it's pinned to the top of his Twitter feed. He is incapable uh, incapable of putting himself to the side. What kind of narcissism is this? Right. Dom, this is Olympic-grade, weapons-grade narcissism. This is somebody who doesn't understand that there are proprieties and there are rules and there are basic norms in our culture that, that not only do you not turn a tragic event like this if you're the national leader all about you, then you don't have your former golf caddy turned videographer Dan Scavino rip out a, a campaign video that is almost explicitly political hey, Rick, in its release and its nature I've got because to say, it doesn't honor the people there or, or comfort them. i got to say that was, to me, that was the most egregious thing was that video that they oh, yeah. I, it, I was it, like who could do who signed off on that why would they ever put something even if it was signed off on you wouldn't you say are you sure you want to do this go on rick sorry hey, don don, I, don i've made a lot of political ads in my career and done a lot of things that are pretty much out there on the on the borderline of should we do this or not this is one of them where i would have said no bro uh-uh no uh-uh yeah. Stop. Well, I mean, this is a guy who would who would make a video of himself doing the thumbs up at nine eleven. It's just disgusting. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, uh, and uh, you know, I, I guess amen. I, amen. I, uh, amen. But I mean, it's it's like you know, everybody should be saying this. Everybody should be saying this shit. You, you know? know, he's uh, he he's gone through his whole life never having to, you know, answer to people. I mean, maybe occasionally, but for the most part, there's there's been nobody above him to to to, crit, to you know shoot him down for doing incorrect things, and plenty of people beneath him just sucking up to him and saying, "Oh yeah, that's great," mm-hmm. in an effort to to you know ingratiate themselves to him. It's it's like the like the evil genius, you know, with all the toadies in in the submarine. Yeah, it's it's just bonkers. It, it, it you're right. You're right. I'm I'm still stunned that nobody ever told him no. Nobody. He's he's just he has no no framework, no moral framework to to make any decisions. Yeah, and and that's the stunning thing to me because as ignorant as his supporters can be, they generally can function in normal day-to-day operations with other people, uh, you know, not all of them. There, but yeah, I would say a large percentage of Trump cultists can go out. They can go to the store. They can go to work. They can, you know, uh, do whatever, uh, and and get along with a stranger or you know disagree with a friend. Um, not be a you know a complete asshole to a server. Well, that's that one story we heard about the other day. Um, yeah, or what, Trump has been whatever. in the limelight most of his life. Yeah, and, and you know, and 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 then all these freaks, all these Trump cultists out there, are like, yeah, we like. Well, you know, but then again, I think I just answered my own question because he says what we've all been thinking. That was the big thing, you know, uh, mm-hmm. from Which a lot. Scary as fuck. Yeah. yeah it is. So there's a lot of people out there who are like, God damn it! I wish I could wet, let my racist flag fly. Thank God he is doing it for me. So but don't you think that 
because he's been in the limelight for a good portion of his adult life, now it self-feeds itself. So he's had a fan base forever. Yeah. And he, he pays attention to that fan base. And that fan base is like, yeah, you go, Trump. And he feeds off of that, which makes him even, it makes him even worse. Mm-hmm. Where he believes this fan base where... And then now, you know, that fan base believes in him. Somebody help me out here because I think I'm making a point. Because I you think are. his fans no. have made him worse. His fans have made him worse. You're absolutely right. They fed the, the the Frankenstein monster. They were all little, you know, trailer park Dr. Frankensteins. And now their monster is loose and they're like, no, no, no. We meant for him to do that. It's okay. It's great. He's just owning the libs. What's really fucked up about this is that back in the 80s, he was part of the New York elite. And all these trailer park people and all these rednecks hated him. Actually, that's just the problem. In the 1980s, he was not a part of the uh, New York elite. He well, wanted to well, be Well, we can't yes. get too New deep York. into this because we... But, but yeah, go but ahead. I know exactly what Joe's saying. That's, that's a big part of why he is the way he is. Yeah. Yeah, I, he I'm, he was I'm a wanna he was a wannabe. I know exactly what he's yeah, talking. Yeah, he was a wannabe and he was rejected, and that helped fuel his insatiable ego to be loved and wanted. And he ended up turning to wherever he could, and it turned out to be some of the dumbest people in the United States to say, "Well, I love him because he says what I'm thinking." You yeah, know. he went from I am friends with Jeffrey Epstein and I party at. You know, Studio Fifty Four. He's a great guy to hang out with. Bankrupt, and now I'm on Celebrity Apprentice, and yeah. So, anyway, all right. Well, we got we got to go to the break. Um, Sorry about that. We're gonna have to shift gears a little bit. Uh, I'm gonna have to make some serious decisions. I have a fun story I'm going to play. I think I'm going to have to skip all the other stuff because we had a couple Mad Libs to do, too. So, uh, But I will see if Adam Hebert wants my leftover audio. I think I'll do that. So, uh, all right. So, oh, no, don't do that, Ken. I'm, like, scrolling down on the pull-down menu on my uh, soundbite thing. It's like, delete, delete all carts from track no no (laughs) don't hit that kenny pick you're dumb uh so all right we're gonna go to the break um bobber which song of yours would you like to hear on the break i think i got them all here right in front of me bobber are you there Fuck it, he's not there. I'm gonna play the list. Oh, sorry, I was, I was. So. Go ahead, play, play what you want. <laughs> the li- the list. Sure. All right, or a shorter one. Maybe we should do. Uh, we haven't heard she won't let go in a while. Okay. That that's a solid one. Or would you prefer I play the list? Up to you. You make the call. She won't let uh, go or the go, list. Go with she won't let go. That's fine. Okay. All right. So let's go ahead and run to the break. We'll be right back with the last uh, uh, segment of this. Weekend edition of Turn Up the Night right after this, folks. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. If you've got a chair, sit down. Relax. I got, no, I got, I got some stuff to say here. Broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly Radio.
I am Miles Lagant, inviting you to listen to Mike Check Radio every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Our host, Adam Hebert, will be bringing the latest in politics and nerd news to discuss, including movies, games, and anime, all while putting up with boss-level button-pushing from yours truly. I'm your huckleberry. Also, my lovely wife, Michelle, the mistress of mayhem, will be there to pwn Adam for his use of the F-bomb. I'm nice and sweet and pure, so fuck off! And Metal Master Kenny Pick will help keep the show on the rails with a stern but guiding hand. Remain calm! All is well! All is well! Indie Media Weekly, doing the best with what we have to work with. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Scranton. Thank you, Washington, D.C. twice. And welcome back to the Be Best show on the internet. Be Best. Turn up the night. I think I'm going to make a promo calling Turn Up the Night the Be Best show on the internet. (laughs) What do you guys think? Audience poll uh, in the chat room. Turn Up the Night the Be Best show on the internet. Yay or nay? Uh, Anyway, what do you guys think? Should I do that? I think yeah, I think that we need a vote of three pillars. The best has three <laughs> pillars. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think uh, it only works if you use her uh, her son. The best. Yes. It, yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, we'll use her in it, of course. You know, I mean, I'm, 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 yeah. Well, we, we're not going to. I want to say something really quick. Well, we yeah. were slamming Donald Trump for all the freaking pictures and all that awfulness. Yeah. Fuck mm-hmm. her. Fuck her with her smiling. She's a dumb hunk of ah. birther shit anyway. Picture. <clears throat> she was smiling in a whole bunch of those pictures. She's just as complicit as him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've said that forever. I know. I didn't because I, I tend to try did. to, you know. I tend to... L- Look at the worst in people. That's why that, that and that that proves he's my Uncle Joe. <laughs> but all of those pictures, she was smiling like, "Oh look, here's another one who got shot. Look, you survived." But it all. Then I will bump, kill you bump. because we hate climate change. I will egg you on, egg on. You know, like egg on. She's uh, awful. Lito, yeah. She's awful. Done. Uh, yeah, she, she is. She is. Um, uh, you know, I said, I just followed a guy on, uh, on Twitter today who said he was a, a climate change believer and a Trump denier. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, I want to play we this. Kind of a, a boy talk. And, uh, he was lead on like, uh, egg on. Yes. So, all right. The results are in yeah, from I our, heard, I fr- heard the Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking victims had to use eggs oh gosh um too soon uh i don't even know what that means um, it means 
I'm trying to affiliate her with Jeffrey Epstein. Ah, there you go. Well, didn't, didn't uh, he work out? It didn't work hey, out. Hey, hey, Epstein introduced uh, her to Trump, right? That's that's what people say. But anyway, so Actually, he, our, uh, the 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 poll results are in. And uh, Clinster says, yes, uh, I should do the it, Turn Up the Night is the B-Best show on the internet. He says, yes, but only if it's sponsored by Tree Peelers. Michelle in South Florida says, hold on, I have a, I have a clip for what she said. She said, uh, no! uh, <laughs> Trojan Rabbit said, who are the tree peelers? <laughs> uh, Jay Colley said, yes, though it may not be an evergreen. <laughs> See, I like that. Uh, we'll give you the A train for that. And uh, that's it. Our poll is in. I think it's three to one. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to make a, a turn up the night be best promo. With help from my good friend Melanie Botox, baby clutching Trump, Berther. She's, she's. Do you notice her eyes are slowly disappearing? Yes. <laughs> Did you notice as, as her yes. cheeks blow up higher? Yes. Yes. Squeezing yes. her eyes shut. First cat lady. Well, you know First what? Remember lady. when she went into the hospital for her kidney operation? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kidneys. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was cute. Kidneys out and put them into her cheeks. Yeah. Really, yeah. <laughs> hey, there you go. All right. Let's go ahead and and I promise she's, I was. She's now a piecer. <laughs> oh, a tree piece. A <laughs> tree a piecer. Pe- she's a tree piecer. Oh, okay. So uh, yeah, I she's she's awful. She's yeah, awful. She really is. Yeah. She's the best has three pillars. The best. And, and you know, at this point, quite honestly, I, I since I've had my epiphany, my epiphany, I I'm 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 a woman <laughs> and I sort of expect other women to have certain empathy. We can and should teach children. Freaking... See? Oh yeah. Did Even you ever if they're see? married to somebody like Trump, she's awful. It How right. she... Angry grandma. No, it no, ain't right. I haven't. And it's probably for the best. <clears throat> no, it all right. probably is. All right, all right, all right. Um, I got to get to this um, because uh, I promise everybody a good story. The Trump cult has been crying about... Hollywood movies being too violent. Oh no! And, and apparently Trump says, "Oh yeah, yeah, uh, Hollywood is racist to conservatives." Let me let me set it up with that. Here we go. Uh, we're looking at that right now. We have a lot of these companies coming in a little while, as you know. Uh, we're going to be very tough with them. They're they're treating conservatives very unfairly. Hollywood. I don't call them the elites. I think the elites are people they go after in many cases. What? Hollywood is really terrible. You talk about racist. Hollywood is racist. What they're doing with the kind of movies they're putting out is actually very dangerous for our country. What Hollywood is doing is a tremendous disservice to our country. We have now, in a little while, all of the heads of the biggest companies coming in, and we're going to talk to them. They treat conservatives, Republicans, totally different than they treat others. Others. (laughs) All right, so 
Conservative is a race, everybody. Just so you know, um, <laughs> Fat Donnie just declared conservative is a race. And I, you know what? I agree. This is a stunning turn of events that I agree with Donald Trump. Yes, conservative is a race to the bottom. There you go, folks. Um, <laughs> All right. And uh, yeah, I'll get myself a, a one shot for that. Uh, but yeah, so so Trump thinks Hollywood is racist. They, they've been crying about movies being too violent. And, you know that incites uh, you know violence, and video games are too violent. Meanwhile, I'm not even. Get- meanwhile. Meanwhile. I'm sorry, I was just mm-hmm. quoting. Colbert. Stephen Colbert. Meanwhile, at the Hall meanwhile. of Justice. <laughs> meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. Uh, no, but actually, meanwhile on Fox News. Don't worry, it's Shepard Smith. The machete star Danny Trejo. Not only did he do that, he also helped to free a baby trapped inside an overturned SUV after a crash yesterday. It wasn't a stunt for a movie at all. It happened in Los Angeles, his hometown. The actor says he watched another car drive through a red light and then crash into the SUV with a grandmother and a baby inside. Says he tried to call in, crawl into the wreckage but couldn't reach the child's car seat. And that's when the actor says a young woman was able to get inside and unbuckle the baby. And then he was able to pull the child out. Danny Trejo is with us now. I, uh... I guess you never Hi, know. How are you? I'm Danny Trail. <laughs> I guess you never know when you're going to be in that kind of a position. What 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 was going through your mind? No, I, I kind of just thank God I was like uh, in the right place at the right time. And I got into the car, but I couldn't unbuckle the seatbelt. The I couldn't unbuckle the car seat. I think if the baby wasn't in that car seat, probably would have died because because wow. the whole tore off the whole back seat. And so then this little girl, uh, Monica. Jackson. She reached her little hand in. She had a small enough hand to be able to push that button. And then that's when I got the kid out. And my uh, my kid's mom, Maves, worked with special needs children. So I knew immediately that this kid was special needs. And uh, he started like stiffening up, like going into shock. So I, I just kind of started talking about superpowers and you got to use your yeah. superpowers. And so he flexed and said superpowers. And then we kind of just walked away from the wreck. And I noticed people shaking their heads saying, don't bring him over here because grandma was bleeding pretty bad. And then uh, uh, when the firemen got there, uh, they were talking about the jaws of life. But this one fireman, strong sucker, he like pushed <laughs> the car up. Wow. And they tore open the door and then got grandma out. They cleaned her off with my T-shirt and then and then uh, she got all the blood off her. And then the fireman said, come on and like bring the kid. And I, I brought the kid and he kind of calmed down a little bit. And then uh, uh, the aunt came and mom came and mom was just freaking. And so I just kind of told her, be calm because you'll, you'll scare him. And then she's trying to tell me, he's special needs. He's special needs. I, I know, I know. And I said... Superpower. Yeah, where'd you come and up with that? I think she understood that I knew. Where, where'd you Where'd you come up with what, what in your head made you think Ah, superpowers? That's what I'll help. Well, you, you know what? Well, Maeve, uh, she always kind of said distraction. You know, it's like if if, if they're having a, uh, a an episode, it's like you can distract them. You know, and and I think he was going into shock because I've seen people like get shot and 
stabbed. Like they, when you go into shock, you stiffen up, you know. And, and he started stiffening up, and so I just kept talking about superpowers. Use your superpowers. And <laughs> yeah. the kid from Echo Park steps up and saves a kid. But what, what was the feeling after that? <laughs> uh, the feeling's great, but it wasn't just me. It was like me, uh, Jackson, the fireman, you know. And uh, the, there's a big Mexican guy that helped me pull the 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 door open because I couldn't pull it open by myself because it was crushed and so he goes, no no come on come on we can do it so then yeah then so we both yanked that door open and, and uh, got the kid out in Jesus name boogity 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 amen so yeah meanwhile in Hollywood machete saved a baby mm-hmm. so fuck you awesome. Trump called Fuck you, you stupid, knuckle-dragging, mouth-breathing, low-rent Trump cultists for trying to trash Hollywood when Danny Trejo and, like he said, this big Mexican guy and this, you know, this small woman and a firefighter and everything, they all work together to save this this baby and his grandmother. Superpowers! I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Superpowers to that little that little kid. Superpowers. Yeah, I like that because you know I I uh, he I don't know if he has kids of his own or not, but that's kind of how I deal with you know I mean nothing like a car wreck or anything like that. But if I've ever my nieces or nephews, they hurt themselves and they cry. I'm like, that didn't hurt you. You're strong, you know? Yes. You yes, know, yes. do that kind I of that thing. With my with my nephew, Gavin, when he was little. Yeah. He yeah. fell down. He was ready to cry. I'm like, Gavin, get up. You're doing great. And he got up. His knees were bloody. He was like, yay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So... Uh, but yeah, so what Danny Trejo did there, very human, very awesome, and you know, you want to trash Hollywood, then you're trashing, you know, yeah, there's there's a, hor- a bunch of horrible fucking people in Hollywood, but you know what, <sighs> DC's got a lot more of them right now, and they're called Republicans, folks. Yes. I, I still feel like when it comes to DC and, and even, well, Hollywood and DC... I'm sorry. There's a lot more good people than bad people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I believe that in my heart of hearts. We just need to take the bad people out of power. And I'll tell you what, the bad people in California go to prison a lot more than the bad people in DC. Yeah. Well, yeah, so, that's true. Uh, but anyway, I thought I'd share that, uh, you know, have that fun story there for us at the end of the program. But it is time, guys. Uh, I love that story, by the way. It is. It, it's a great one. It's a great one. Uh, well, let's get a. You know, uh, we'll give a few few seconds to Joe and Bomber on that story too. Uh, Joe, what do you think of that Danny Trejo story? And you know, I'm, I'm I'm looking at him and Danny Trejo. Do you know he's only five foot six? Oh, no I had no way. idea. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, he's only five foot six, so uh, he he does a lot with that small frame. I'm only five foot seven, so I'm mm-hmm. an inch taller. But I mean, uh, he did a lot with that that frame of his, you yeah. know, to, to get into that car and to take care of the the, the child. And um, good for him. 
Yeah. Good for yeah. him. Nice. Bobber? I Danny Trejo is, is one of these guys I've known about for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he used to be, I mean, he originally was like in a, some kind of gang or something yeah. uh, in L.A. And, and uh, he saved his own life by getting into acting. And um, he's done some just all kinds of good stuff. Oh well, yeah, he, he saved his own life and just recently <clears throat> mm-hmm. saved a baby's life. So, yep. hey, Trump cultists, um, um, what do you got? Nothing. So, uh, yeah, what is what does Fat Donnie have? Grabbing woman by uh, grabbing women by their genitals, freaks. Uh, so anyway, uh, okay, let's get to Mad Libs, everybody. Oh, speaking of that, before we go to that. Here's Real quick, we only have it, six minutes left is, in the this show. Is, this is really quick. The Guardian today, um, they were reporting on um, Trump's visit to El Paso to the hospital down there. Uh-huh. And evidently, Trump called the El Paso shooter a pussy for surrendering. I, I don't yep. even have any words. I... Oh, uh, you can go to the Guardian. I will put the link on Jesus Turnips. Christ! But he really did. He said that that kid was a pussy for surrendering. That killer, according to the Guardian. That mass murderer. Mm-hmm. Yes. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, Rain. Um, Sorry, that's what I wanted. No, that's, know, all that's all right. That's all right. Okay, here we go. I need to change Woo-hoo! the jingle. I need to change the jingle because it's going to happen. Not mad mad libs, but mad cons is what we're changing this to. Uh, but here we go. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This is madness. Don't get mad, get mad libs. Cons. <laughs> oh, God bless Matt libs. Okay, here we go. Uh, this should be pretty quick. We'll go alphabetical. Uh, but hey, can you not? Susan's got our show blaring on the TV in the other room. Bobber, a part of the body. A part of the body. Balls has uh, already been taken. <laughs> I taint got a clue. Thank you. All right, uh, Joe Acala. Acala, huh? Chartreuse. All right, sure, true. Let me see if I can remember how to spell that. I think uh, I got it. That's what a C and a truce. <laughs> there you go. R E R. I got it. Rain, you just focus on a noun. <gasps> um, toenail. Toenail. All right, and <laughs> Bobber, a female conservative. A female conservative. Yes, because that's con libs. Oh, I see. Uh, let's see. Tell me, Lauren. Oh. Oh. Ah. She's the worst. She is she's terrible. She is. Uh, I got to remember how to spell that, too. That's L A H R E N, I believe. Uh, all right. So, Joe, a I verb. I spelled C U N T, but anyway. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Oh, um, my goodness. Uh, he spelled it. I didn't say it out loud. Joe, I didn't say it out loud. I just spelled it out loud. Oh, my goodness. All right. Joe, a verb. A who? A verb. A verb. A verb. Uh, 
Let's see. Um, Don't be afraid to be bold. Okay. Uh, Neil. Neil. All right. All right, Rain. Um, a noun. A noun. I gotta be bold, huh? <laughs> yeah, be bold. <laughs> I, I, no, you don't have to be. Just don't be afraid to be bold. Be best. Or really? body. Me? Be best. Or, or, be or body. Okay. Don't be afraid to be now, body. I'm going to go with um, pus. <laughs> oh, good. Pus, yes. You know, that's one S away from... <laughs> yes, um, it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, it is. All right, we only have... Oh, shit. Are we done? Are we done? No, no, we got a couple more. Okay, Bobber, a place. Place. Um, hmm. Time we're conservatives. Liberal land. <gasps> oh, I want to go there. Oh, wait, we live there. Liberal land. You know what? You should rename the cab of your pickup truck a liberal land. <laughs> so, and then we'll go get crabs together. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I would. Bobber and I had a nice ride going to the uh, get the steamed crabs uh, in DC. That was fun. But anyway, uh, everybody in the chat room is like, what, what, what? <laughs> Uh, all right, Joe, a verb. Joe, a verb. Uh, verb. Um, let's see. This is it. This is it. This is the uh, last one. Forsake. Forsake. Okay. Here we go, folks. All right. Uh, we have two Mad Libs. And the first one is called Romantic Movie Blockbusters. These are both from... Mad Libs in Love. All right. So, romantic movie blockbusters. Gone with the Wind, set during the Crooked War, is the story of Scarlett O'Hara, a young, shitty-willed woman. <laughs> she uses... Wow, she, now, this, this one sounds a little difficult here, uh, but it says, uh, she uses... Her feminine I'm sorry. She uses her feminine scrotums to win back her penis. What? <laughs> Don't say penis in this house! That's a whole lot of confusion. But in the process, she uh, she loses Rhett Butler, the only poker chip she ever loved. <laughs> most the most memorable line of dialogue. Frankly, Scarlett, I don't give a hat. So, hat. I remember that. I don't give a hat. Yeah, I almost said it the right. I was like, frankly, Scarlett, I don't give a debt hat. Yeah, a hat. Uh, well, at least it wasn't dash. Dash, yeah. All right, Rick's Cafe in Casablanca is the meeting place for vaginas. <laughs> from war-torn liberal land <laughs> Rick sacrifices his love for Ilsa when he helps her and her lizard escape the Nazis 
Well, yeah, her lizard. Well, I'm pro escaping Nazis. <clears throat> it was her husband, but uh, well. yeah, well, yeah. Most memorable line: "Forsake it again, Sam." <laughs> <laughs> I love believe there's gambling in this establishment. <laughs> yes, yeah. I can't believe there's gerbils in this establishment. <laughs> I'm shocked, I say. Uh, love story is about two lettuce league students. Lettuce league, not Ivy, but lettuce yeah. league students. They go through the trials. And, they go through the trials and bulls. <laughs> Experienced by all young Nazis. No. (laughs) It's true. No. Unfortunately, the ending will bring legumes to your eyes. (laughs) That's what it did to me. How bad would that suck if you cried beans? (laughs) (laughs) That would hurt. What if you got a what if you got a, a bean hull stuck in your in your tear duct? What if you really say did you ever see love story? It'd be like, love story. It'd be like casting a whole, a whole bunch of uh, kidney stones or something. I know. Yeah. What if what if a be, what if a bean hull oh, got the wrong movie. What if kidney a, stones are islands in the stream? What if a bean hull that is what we are. What if a bean no hull got yeah, or just hang on a second. What if a bean hull got stuck under your eyelid? That oh would suck. Hurt. That would be terrible. It would hurt just as bad as it hurts sitting through a love story. Alright, so unfortunately the ending <laughs> will bring legumes to your eyes. Most memorable line Love means you never have to say you're human. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was part of Donald and Melania's vows. Um, <laughs> it's I'm true. pretty sure that was their vows. Yeah. All right. Okay, here we go. This is a love chat, baby. Love chat. So that's what love this one's chat, called. Baby love chat. Love that's chat, good. baby. In my car, it's as big as a whale. <laughs> Okay, so this and one's called Love Chat. Sale. It's not. It's not. It's not. And we're love good. Chat. Everybody loves this one. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. Said Baby Jessica while having a nightmare. All right, here we go. Love Chat. My dearest pickle. The kid that mowed the grass. Yeah, anyway. Um. What? Oh, my pickle. my dearest my dearest pickle. <laughs> pickle is th- probably having puberty right now. <laughs> He's. He probably has five children. Probably has five children if he's a Trump supporter. Um, anyway, dear my dearest pickle, I think of you morning, noon, and beans. I miss you with all my taint. See, so that's a letter from Trump to pickle. Yeah, he goes through puberty. Each and every time I see a chartreuse-haired, black-eyed, pea-eyed barbecue, (laughs) I think of you. (laughs) I need to read that one again. Because here's the thing, is I asked for a noun, uh, but this is every time I see a chartreuse-haired, black-eyed, pea-eyed barbecue, I think of you. Because wow. there was a noun before "eyed," and somebody gave me "black-eyed pea," and that noun oh. went before "eyed," 
So it was like before, you know, uh, every time I see a blank colored hair, blank eyed blank, and it turned out to be a chartreuse haired, black eyed, pea eyed barbecue, I think of you. Yeah. I can hardly wait for our senior toenail Saturday night. Oh. Oops. Got to go. I hear my dad coming. He's a heinous sleeper and must have seen the my pillow under my door. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> my pillow laid off 150 employees, by the way. Thank you, Donald Trump's tariffs. Um all right tomorrow, love Tommy Laren. Oh my god. Uh, okay, but there's so a pe- Tommy Laren is now sleeping with children. Uh, no or comment. Guy. We don't know which. There's oh, a P- well, both are there, gross. There's a there's a PS on there's a PS on the letter by the way. It says uh, PS, remember if you hear about your college scholarship, you promise to kneel me immediately. <laughs> oh, that's the my pillow guy. I have my carrots crossed, but I know, mm. just know, you'll get it. And even if you don't, you will always be my true pus. <laughs> there you go. So I, I just want to read this line one more time. Each and every time I see a chartreuse-haired, black-eyed, pea-eyed barbecue, I think of you. Yeah, that's... <laughs> a black-eyed, pea-eyed. <laughs> Poetic. We're gonna go with poetic. Okay. Pathetic. Poetic. Poetic and pathetic. I'm gonna go with the fact that we ended with pus. So. Sure. And and yeah, that's just no, 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 no. That's nah, nah. So all right, uh, let's see what No No Cat thought of that Mad Lib real quick. I'm sure he'll have a positive review. Okay, well, on that note, uh, we got to go ahead and wrap up the show. So uh, we'll go reverse alphabetical order for parting shots. If you're cool with that, Rain. Rain, you got... Uh, We're going by height? No, yeah. (laughs) Alphabetical order by height. You know what? I don't have a... I don't have a parting shot. We'll go by black-eyed, pea-eyed. I my eyes out last night. My black-eyed, pea-eyes out. (laughs) On Tuesday. On Tuesday, yeah. I don't I don't have a parting shot, except, you know, I'm just, I'm so sick of it. I'm sick of all of it. Okay. <sighs> Sorry to yeah. not be hopeful and cheery and happy and blah, blah, But what blah. about Danny Trejo? Violent Hollywood saved a baby. Yes, that's great. That was good. So, you, all right, that's my parting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you'll have something to say bef- before we get to the end. Um, Joe, <laughs> what do you got, uh, Uncle Joe? Well, a Baptist preacher in which Walked state? Walked into a bar? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Which state? What state? What state? Oh, uh, Florida? Good. Florida, right? Viciously ranted about comedian Sarah Silverman calling her a witch. Uh, and a guy oh, Joe, 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 Joe. Yeah, I have the I have the audio right here. <gasps> oh, good. Here you good. go. 
and then you can you can fill in the blanks afterwards. You know these Jewish false prophets, anti-Christian, anti-God. You know they're they're willing to put Jesus to death again. You heard this comedian Sarah Silverman? You guys know what I'm talking about? She brags about it. I do it again. Listen, she is a witch. She is a Jezebel. She is a God-hating whore of Zionism. I hope that God breaks her teeth out and she dies. She is a wicked oh person, and she is she is like the perfect representation of religious Judaism. She is Satan's scoffer, and she is there to take the world and make them laugh and then diss Jesus to try to take away the respect from Jesus. <gasps> from Jesus. 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 He's gonna. So, Jesus is black eyed. Jesus. Together with Sarah Silverman. Silverman responded by saying, he's gonna get me killed. Yeah. And you know what started all this? Do you know what started all that? His uh, rant? What? Um, I, 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 yeah, I, I basically know, but please remind everybody. She did a joke, she was doing a special. Um, I think it was called Jesus's Magic. Yes, yes. And she was in character doing a fake press conference. Mm-hmm. And the character said, "I'm glad the Jews killed Jesus. I'd do it again." And that's what started his whole rant. It was a comedy sketch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, apparently they don't have a sense of humor. Um. So anyway, uh, I think rightly so. A lot of her followers on Twitter are telling her you should uh, call the FBI. Oh yeah, a lot of her followers, like Mark Hamill, and um, oh gosh, she actually liked one of my tweets before. What's her name? Um, the uh, Arquette. Um... Oh yeah, uh, Rose, uh, Roseanne. Roseanne no. Arquette. No, no, not not Roseanne. Uh, Patricia. Patricia, Patricia Arquette. Yeah, Patricia Arquette, Mark Hamill, all these, all these celebs uh, were just like you know putting at FBI. But no, she needs to report that to the FBI. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I and that actually, Joe. I'm glad you brought it up because that was going to be audio for uh, uh, one of the segments, but I opted not to do it. Um, well, we played it anyway. And there you go. Fuck the man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we and that that man is me. So please fuck me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no, but but uh, that pastor. I mean, who the hell is he? Uh, like, Adam Adam Fannin. Adam Fannin, Adam Fannin is his yeah. name. I left some comments over on his Facebook page. The, the his church's Facebook page. This church in yeah. what state? Florida, the Gunshine oh, State, the Gunshine gun State. <laughs> I like that, the Gunshine yeah. State. So, all right. Well, thank you for bringing that up, uh, Joe. That was awesome. Um, and um, uh, but please, Sarah Silverman, please file this report with the FBI. And uh, last but not least, though, Bobber der Braumeister, all creamed up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, actually, the last segment, I uh, actually knocked my beer over and got it all over my desk. So I was, that's why I was on mute. I was. Oh, I, was, I thought I, I heard. I, and cleaning it up. I heard a little bit of cussing, and I wasn't sure what that was. So now I get it. <laughs> I so, uh, I've been there. I've been there, brother. Yep. So anyway, the um, 
Yeah, this, 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 I wasn't, uh, I wasn't on on Tuesday, obviously. Um, <clears throat> but uh, so this is my first time on since, you know, that the the two murderous rampages over the past last weekend. Yeah. And, um, you know, the FBI's finally come out and said, you know, that uh, white nationalism, white supremacy groups uh, are a terrorist threat here in the United yes. States. And uh, and then in in the interim, so there's, there's been there was a guy busted good for, uh, you know, at, at Walmart. Uh, you know, they, they, he was considered a gun threat. There was the guy that was busted by uh, one of the detention centers, and I just saw came up in my feed. Uh, another guy was plotting an attack on a uh, synagogue in uh, Las Vegas. What the hell? So wow. it, it's never ending. It's never ending. The, the 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 favorite phrase used to be, "Oh, it's a lone wolf. It's a lone wolf." Mm-hmm. But they're not lone wolves. They're all members not of you know a cult. Of, of a much yeah. They, it may not be as organized as ISIS or Al Qaeda, but they're it's still just as dangerous. And they're still members of a of a larger group with a common thought process and a, and a common motive and the common uh, methodology oh yeah it's it's like you know we we have the american <coughs> bin laden in, in the white house yes and then right and then you got uh you know trump fanning the flames yeah so it's it's a it's a dangerous situation and i think i think we cannot be overly careful about you know when we see things or hear things report yeah. them yeah, and that I mean, fucking piece of shit, um, uh, Tucker Carlson, saying, "Oh no, the white nationalism—that's not a real problem." Of course, you're not going to say that because you're a white nationalist. <laughs> it's not a problem. It's the solution, Tucker. Yes, of course. It's a final solution. Yeah, final solution. Thank you. Yeah, god damn it. So, all right, Rain. I know you probably have a parting shot after that, right? <laughs> We got it, but I do. we got to make it um, quick. I have, I'm going to make it really quick. First off, um, uh, the the evangelical Lutherans of America have decided to make their entire church a sanctuary church, which I think is amazing. Wait, who? So they're the the Lutheran the Lutheran denomination, but it's the evangelical part of that denomination. So oh, okay. we're now we're now sanctuary. Bring us bring us oh, in. Okay. We're gonna. And then the other thing is, I, I posted this. I posted this on on my uh, on my Facebook feed mm-hmm. that racists are the ones who don't ever realize that they're racists, and they're also the last ones to realize that everything they're doing is racist. And so that's my parting shot. All right, you know, Tucker Carlson. White nationalism isn't a problem. It's the final solution. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I just want to give credit for one particular group of the Christian community. And Uh there are a lot more because we do focus. We do focus on, you know, the evil, the evil, 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 evangelicals. Yeah, but this is this this is a part of the Lutheran Church. Uh, yeah, I got Martin it. I got Luther it. was the first one to come out against the Catholic mm-hmm. Church. Oh no, I understand. I understand. You know, but and, anyway, and we so, we gotta 
Yeah, we just got to wrap things up because we're over time. So. Okay, that's my parting shot, and I'm done. All right, thank you, Rain, and of course, uh, we'll <laughs> thank see you, every Rain for Rain, Rain. Rain. Um, yeah, so uh, everybody join us on Mike Check Radio this Sunday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern with Adam, Miles, Michelle, and myself on the back end of the program to talk about nerd stuff. And, of course, we'll be here on Tuesday with Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. And I think Miles and Michelle are going to fill in for Bob and Rain. Uh, well, just Rain, but, you know, you know what I mean. So... Anyway, we'll be here uh, next Tuesday. Everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy the unseasonably pleasant weather for August. And, uh, yeah, and listen to some old-time radio here on Indie Media Weekly because we don't have a fucking music license. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. (laughs) That's it. It's Friday night. I'm going to get drunk. I'm going to get late. I'm going to be late on Monday.